All right, everyone, welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast. Kyle Dillon and Christian back at it with the yearly award show. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms and give us a five-star rating if you could. But, Dylan, what happened in WWE this week? All right, so this week we're not going to touch on the weekly shows in WWE considering uh, WWE all they ran Monday and today were just best of episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just dive into some WWE news. This broke actually today, just a couple hours ago. Um, rumor is, is that Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks in WWE, is reportedly not coming to WWE like originally thought that talks between them had fallen through and that she will, uh, uh, WWE is looking for her to show up somewhere else. It says imminently. Um, a, where do you think that other place will be? And B, when do you think she does show up if she shows up? At- yeah, I mean, I my mind's going to be quick and to the point. Uh, TNA hard to kill. TNA hard to kill. Okay. I I think I'm uh, Trinity's going to retain now, and boom, right after. Mm-hmm. And then Mercedes comes out, and then they have like a little little stare down. But I, I just don't think she's going to sign with AEW. I, I think they're going all in with Mercedes. What do you think, Christian? Uh, I uh, actually was going to say the same exact thing, Kyle. I was wearing that. I think. Well, remember they had the report a couple, or not even a couple months ago, about a month or so ago. Talks with AEW had even fallen fallen out. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's falling out with WWE, which it it is a little weird because remember they kind of said the same thing with Punk, said the same thing with Cody too, and saying the same thing with Cody. Would it shock me if she came to WWE? But I I I do think like remember TNA couldn't get Osprey, TNA's not going to get Okada, so now they're trying to put you know all their emphasis and you know that now they're probably going to lose Diana. Wouldn't be shocked Mm -hmm. if they could uh, sway Mercedes. Well, another thing is these are this is a very conflicting situation because I don't know. I know Dylan has Instagram. I don't know if Kyle does. I do not. But recently, she's been posting a lot of stuff on like her Instagram story, hinting at WWE. Like just today, actually, and I sent you guys this in the group chat. She posted a picture of herself, and in the background was like I don't know, like a mural or like a portrait painted of Triple H. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's conflicting situation. Sounds like one day someone's saying one thing, the next day someone's saying the exact opposite. So I don't know. Let's play and see where she shows up. And if it's not at World's End tomorrow, she's not showing up in AW. No, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it it could be all smoke and mirrors. Like I said, we um, we heard this. We heard the <laughs> we're smoking mirrors tonight. I don't have the voice to join you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. If if she doesn't show up tomorrow, like Kyle said, she's not showing up in AEW anytime soon. No. So that leaves two other landmarks because you're not going to have her show up. I think at a weekly show, so that rules out a dynamite no. appearance. You're not going to have that big pop be on free TV. No. So that leaves hard to kill, which is what the 13th, and then you have yep. the Rumble, which is the end of January. Um, I personally think it's all. A smokescreen. I've I, I've heard this with two big names already that talks with WWE have fallen through and blah blah blah, and then they show up in WWE just a moment, like weeks later. 
Happened with Cody, happened with Punk, could happen here. Where I'd like to see her go is TNA. TNA is, is, is currently rebranding back to its roots. You need something big. You need something epic. Like Kyle said, you missed out on Osprey. You're going to miss out on Okada. They're not going to land Okada. Um, no disrespect to Ziggler, but is that the big headline-grabbing signing that you're going to do? I don't think so. I do think Ziggler shows up in TNA. I know everyone says it's AEW because that's where his brother is. Um, I could see him showing up at TNA. He's an instant world title guy, I think, for that company. In AEW, I think he's just another guy. Mercedes is going to be a main event player regardless of where she goes. Yes. I think if you're TNA, you have to throw the farm at her. And you got to do something to make – the rebranding's already going to get enough headlines with, with TNA coming back. You got to have a big signing to go with that. I'd love to see her show up at Hard to Kill. But I am honestly believing she's going to be a WWE come Royal Rumble. So remember last week, you said she was going to go to AEW. So you changed your mind. You think she does go to WWE? I've spent all week thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I don't think, I just don't trust AEW to use her properly. And I do truly feel that something, something happened there. She appeared on camera at, at all in, right. Or, or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And um, I I do think there's some weird thing that happened there. No details, the obviously. Just watch yeah. the product. But That's like, what happened. Something happened there. Obviously, there's bad blood in WWE, but the bad, bad blood she has in WWE, I feel like, isn't there right now. And the person who treated her very kindly is currently running the show. That's why I think she is going to show up in WWE still. But we'll see. It's going it's well, to be interesting. I, I it's very see, exciting, though. I could see very. World's End tomorrow. I, if they want to, you know, if Tony Khan kind of wants to put it to WWE, mm. have her show tomorrow. Um, I don't think they're going to do that, especially with the devil stuff, which we'll get to. Um, yeah. I, it, it's, it's neck and neck. And who knows? Maybe she liked Japan. And maybe she wants to stay in Japan. Maybe you know, she stays there. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's – Really, WWE this week, but um, well, really quick, I got one more thing on this, and we can move on. The thing is, for TNA, if you know Deanna's not coming back, you gotta make a big splash in that division. Yep, and Deanna's gonna be a very interesting name too, which we'll uh, which we'll talk about. But um, all right, AEW time. Uh, what you got? All right, so before I cover Dynamite, I do have a quick news story. Uh, it was reported that Sean Spears is done with AEW. It was being labeled as a Full split, which if you guys don't know, it's just mutual. Both sides mm-hmm. agree. Of course, he hasn't been seen since the AW All Out Charity Battle Royal pre-show match that he was in. Uh, he had been, but okay, I twisted my words. He has been on TV recently because um, apparently he was representing one of the hench masked men for the devil. So now he's no longer there. Uh, he stated he wants to leave the country on family. He's married to Cassie Lee, who is also known as Peyton Royce in WWE. They are expecting a second child. He also stated there's no ill will with AEW and that this is simply a personal choice with him and his family. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's interesting, especially if, you know, if he absolutely was one of the devils, you know, that kind of twist the Fightful. Remember, Fightful said that it's the people the whole time. Well, this kind of twists that report. So, you know, Fightful obviously gets stuff wrong as well. Um, 
We'll see you at number 10, the Rumble, Mr. Spears. <laughs> we'll see uh we'll we'll see at the perfect 10. That's all I got. I don't I don't see that happening. I'm we'll sorry. we'll see it. We'll uh, we'll hear the music. The perfect 10. Oh dude, I would pop if he came out number 10. I would. But uh we'll see you in uh, Mr. Spears. We'll see you in about a month. <laughs> all right, bud. W Dynamite, the new Smash edition, brother. So we kicked off the show with the Gold League final with a triple threat match between John Moxley, Jay White, and Swerve Strickland. Of course, like I said, this was the final. John Moxley does pick up the win. Told you. Yeah, I know. Told you. <laughs> I'm about to kick you off the show. But, uh, dude, I'm telling you, man. I, 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 dude, literally, my pick before the tournament was Mox and Kingston because I thought it was a little predictable. But go on. Yeah, but John Moxley did win. <sighs> Swerve Strickland did not get pinned in this match, which mm. me and Kyle talked about is very interesting because I think now Strickland goes on to the world title after double stuff is done. Jay White, he's a little uh, questionable what he's going to do next, but yeah, we'll see. And the winner of this would face Danielson or Kingston later on the main event. We had a we had a segment with the Don Callis family celebrating. Oh my god! <laughs> celebrating. Oh my god, dude! They revealed a bunch of portraits and stuff of each person in the family. And then Sammy Guevara came came out, blamed by Don Callis for getting hurt and taking maternity leave. <sighs> then they all then the uh, Don Callis family starts to beat him down. Nowhere, Chris Jericho comes out to make the save. They all he he and Guevara attack the family, and then after Guevara and Jericho share a hug, <laughs> out comes the EW World Tag Team Champions, Big Bill and Ricky Starks attack Jericho and Guevara, <clears throat> and then out of nowhere, Sting and Darby Allen appear. The lights went out, and uh, it was Sting, brother, and Darby. Oh, my God. So, now they made an eight-man tag team match for World's End. It's going to be Jericho, Guevara, Sting, and Darby against Bill uh, Starks. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think they actually changed it to Hobbs and Takeshka. They did. Kyle Fletcher. Yep. Yes, but that is now an eight-man tag team match at a uh, World's End tomorrow night. So, I, I, yeah. So before you move on, remember the last thing we saw of Guevara was him low-blowing Jericho and beating him down, and being in the Don Callis family. To yeah. two months later, we haven't seen anything of the Callis family, <laughs> and now they basically redo everything that they did. I, 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 how can anyone be excited for this match tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, but literally, like, there's no reason to be even invested. Right. I mean, they're not, they're not invested. Dude, Why what is we? going on? Oh, the, 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 the <laughs> then gets better. So, first Strickland was backstage being interviewed by Miss Renee Paquette. He basically said, Grace lost and how this tournament was. "Quote unquote reviving pro wrestling." Uh, I don't know about that. So then he calls out Keith Lee for no reason. So that match was made for World's End. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are going to have a match. So they're doing this feud again after it didn't work the first time. Next. 
<laughs> Next. All right, another segment, then I'll continue with the matches. Re- or, uh, excuse me. Mariah May came out to get interviewed by Renee Paquette. She basically says how 2024 is going to be a year. Then Rio came out and beat the shit out of her. So, yeah, that's that's great. I'm uh, glad to see Mariah May is... Uh, She's not going to win anything. Sorry. There is no heat in this title match for tomorrow. No, I, I don't. One bit. I I might not even watch it. I already bought it, so I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> you poor soul. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to. We have the Blue League final match between Eddie Kingston with Kingston picking up the win. He will face John Moxley tomorrow night at World's End to declare the winner. Of the Continental Classic. Yep. Sky Blue defeated Chris Statlander for his first pinfall loss for two years. And Statlander, or uh, excuse me, Sky Blue and Julia Hart went to beat down Statlander. And out comes Willow Nightingale, making everybody seem weak. It made Abaddon look yeah. like the weakest person in the whole segment. And, and she gets a title match yeah. tomorrow. They didn't have, like, her and Julia Hart didn't have a stare down or anything. It's just, it's <laughs> it just, to me, it's just that, dude, I don't know what they're doing. Like, dude, they just, they cannot get heat on any nope. match between, like, the main event. Like, nope. they just, obviously, they have, you know, the kind of classic final, which already storyline there, but I do, I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I don't either. But, I mean, a lot of the contenders in these title matches look weak going into them. It's it's unfortunate because, like, they don't care, but they want us to care. Yep. Yeah. So it's all, that's how it's been for quite some time. I know. Let's talk about the main event. So MJF and Samoa Joe were, first, were supposed to face the masked men of the devil for the Ring of Honor tag team title in the main event. Before the match, Samoa Joe gets "quote unquote" taken out and um, causing a "quote unquote" knee injury. So MJF faces the Devil two on one, um, or not the Devil, the Devil's henchman two on one, which of course he loses. And then um, Samoa Joe, after the Devil attempt to beat down MJF, comes out to supposedly thwart off these Devil men. But then something comes up on the screen, and it reads, pleasure doing business with you. So Samoa Joe then beat the shit out of MJF to close AEW, basically saying he's been in on this the whole time. So, um, yeah, I guess th- this was all an angle just to get more heat for the title match. Let's, let's be honest here. Um, this did one other thing. What? This confirmed who the devil is, and it is a million, million, million percent Adam Cole. Yeah. Remember, the Adam Cole was the one who said, like, take um, Samoa Joe's help back in the day. There's been a little bit of interaction there between Cole and Joe. Not directly, but, you know, some of the um, stuff that have gone on. It's Cole. There's no one else yeah. but Cole. 100%. I-, I can tell you this, Kyle. I told you so. Yeah, I really thought they were going to pull O'Reilly just because I thought Cole was going to be hurt. And now you do no. this. No. You do this with the mindset of Cole beating MJF at Revolution in March. 100%. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I thought he was going to be out nine months. But now 
what his timeline would be, what, seven months? So, yeah. and this is the only reason why it's dragged. It's because of Cole. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense now. They're just they're just making time right now. That's all they're doing, really. Yeah. Now, I mean, now since he the may... henchmen's changed, it's going to be interesting. But Well, yeah. the masked men that won the title, that is definitely Taven and Bennett. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, that's it's definitely them too. And then Wardlow was the guy that hit him with the Kendall stick. <clears throat> but uh, but that, don't go ahead. Yeah, about... I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, even if he's not medically cleared to wrestle, he could be medically cleared to get physical in some form. Um, so even if he's not ready to have a match yet, could very easily be Adam. I mean, I think I I I thought it's been Adam Cole from the start. Yeah. Um, and then Christian pointed out some stuff. Some some body language that he noticed, and I mean, kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I also think that I think the one setback with doing Cole is it's gonna push Swerve back about five months for the title. Oh yeah, so Have Swerve now, be Cole. Card. Well, that's what. But even if you do that, you're waiting five months. Yeah, yeah, you're not so, gonna do that till probably all so in, which puts I, you. In. August. Unless unless you have Swerve beat Copeland now, and then maybe you do that at the end of the year, you're going to have to keep Swerve in a big time spot. Or yep. I think the only now I do think it's cool. I think the only way that you can still do the Devil storyline and have Swerve beat MJF is if the Devil is Britt Baker. I think that could be really interesting because um, obviously Britt's not going to wrestle MJF, so you could have Swerve be him what? and then have the – when Cole comes back, you could have um, Britt as the devil, but – I – I no. They don't. But I don't think they're that creative for that. They're not. No. But, but yeah, uh, AW, uh, personally, I thought this show was lackluster. I, I thought the main event was great. And the beginning yes, was great. The, the yeah. Kato Classic stuff was pretty solid as far as in-ring matches go. I do like how Strickland didn't take the pin because that does keep him protected, keeps him safe. I just don't think White does now. I mean, nothing. No. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a downswing for him. And that's unfortunate, man, because he, he deserves some type of world title run eventually. Yeah. But, well, there's, there's, one, there's one person to blame for Jay White, and that's Vince McMahon. Because around when that, Triple H was trying to sign him. So it is all Vince's fault. Well, yeah, because we said that after WrestleMania, he was going to be Cody's partner for that Roman solo match, the Raw after Mania. Yeah. Yeah. And then AEW gets him, and they're like, okay, well, what do we do now? Because we didn't think we were going to get him. So it's kind of just like we, we threw a pan, plans together. But uh, it's all interesting, I will say that. But that uh, that is AEW. Um, yeah. You guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. So this week, I'm going to highlight New Japan Pro Wrestling as they announced their yearly Battle in the Valley event, which takes place in Hint, San Jose, California, on January 13th. Okada, Osprey, Saber Jr., Eddie Kingston, Julia, Gabe Kidd, and Shota Umino have all been announced for the show. It's the same night as Hard to Kill, so not sure if I'm going to be watching on maybe another screen or maybe watch it another night, but it still could be a great show. Another name that is announced for the show that caught headlines this week is El Fantasmo. And it looks like his contract is up very soon. It's not clear what his plans are, as New Japan is probably the most likely option for him. Obviously, he, he could also be a great fit for AEW. Um, for those that don't know, this is a guy that oozes charisma, very good inside the ring. He also can play a character, so I think that's going to intrigue Triple H and the team a lot. They're definitely going to keep their eye on him. 
Um, but starting with you, Dylan, uh, you were exposed to him last year at the Forbidden Door. Uh, I remember you talked very highly of him. Um, where do you think he could end up? Sorry, I kind of blacked out for a second. Who are we talking about again? About El Fantasmo. Yeah, I think he, I think he's going to New Japan. I think that's kind of the most um, yeah. So just the resign. The, yeah, yeah. So just a basic resign. I don't. Not that I don't want to see him elsewhere. I just worry that other promotions aren't going to use him properly, if that makes sense. So I I'd like for him to stay in New Japan for, I guess his own. Yeah, stake. I think and, I think he gets lost in the shuffle in AEW, and I love what Triple H is doing with WWE. I just don't know if he would connect in WWE with the audience, if that makes sense. And he's not going to NXT. No, no, no. You're not sending him down to NXT. Yeah. So, so all right. Uh, New, New Japan. Christian, any thoughts? Uh, no, I'm right there with Dylan. I think New his best option. I, I mean, I like El Fantasma. It'd be cool to see him on a bigger stage, but like Dylan said, it just wouldn't, I don't think it'd work too well in WWE. Great worker. Yeah. I actually, if he didn't want to go either, I, I'd like to see him maybe bounce around, maybe make an appearance in TNA, maybe make an appearance in MLW, NWA. I think he can maybe hop around there too and maybe have a nice little career there. But um, all right. So Indies time, are you guys ready? Yep. So this week, I'll be highlighting Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance, based out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Talking about some of the action starting with Fly Dev beating Prince Alexander and Stevie Hendricks in tag action. Josh Woods defeated Max Kesti- Castellanos in uh, singles action. Tessa Blanchard beat Jasmine Allure to win the GCWA Women's title. Chandler Hopkins defeats J.D. Griffey in a tables match to win the GCWA world title in the main event to cap off a very fun night of action. My MVP of the night goes to Chandler Hopkins. I believe he's mainly a tag team guy, but very impressed with his facial expressions, selling ability, and ring awareness. So go check out Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance on YouTube. Awesome stuff. We'll be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys can give them a like and a follow. And if there's any promotions or wrestlers that you would like Kyle to do a deep dive of as part of his indie segment, please send your suggestions our way. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we are going to skip the Superstar Spotlight just because we have so much going on in this episode. We're actually going to do the Demi app before so we don't have to rush it like we usually do at the end. Uh, don't <clears> want <throat> you got. All right. My Demi app moment of the week goes to Goldberg. Guys, I don't know if you saw this, but Goldberg yep. is very butthurt that he didn't get a retirement match that Vince McMahon promised him. And he has uh, very bad things to say about Vince McMahon. He says, Good. Vince is like Dana White. He's the big boss, and he <laughs> makes everything happen. In all honesty, he gave me the opportunity to put me and my wife and blah, 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 blah. So I'm home everything. Until we went to Saudi Arabia, and he asked me to put Roman Reigns over. And I had COVID. And I remember calling him from my house and said, listen, here's the deal. I'll do it if you give me a retirement match. I did what he asked, and I never got my match, basically. Um, So I don't know if he's implying that Vince made him wrestle with COVID. I I don't 100% buy that. I know Vince McMahon's a pretty diabolical person, but those are like – there's like legit like guidelines you have to follow if someone has COVID, and I don't think wrestling a match overseas – fits into the guidelines. So I don't know if that's what he's trying to imply here, but regardless, he's very pissed off that Vince did not give him his retirement match 
Also, who would you want Goldberg to have a retirement match with? Well, it's got to be someone that can carry him, like yeah. big-time carry him. So maybe you make quick work of someone. I know Ivar called him out. Maybe you have Ivar flip around the ring, do it in three minutes. I don't know. Well, he's also trying to get involved in whatever Sting's got going on in AEW for his retirement stuff. Oh, Goldberg, my. I think, is just grasping at straws right now. Could you imagine the end of an era, Flair, Sting, and Goldberg in a triple threat? <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Dude, that would – oh, my. I'd have to buy that just to see what would happen. <laughs> I'd have yeah. to. Uh, Goldberg uh, would actually carry that match. Think about that. Goldberg and Sting yes. would carry that match. Yo. <coughs> but but. Uh, I mean, my, my thoughts on it, uh, I don't need to see Goldberg again. I don't want to see Goldberg and keep talking bad about Vince. So that is my, um, those are my uh, trade-offs there. But uh, all right, Christian, go ahead. All right. So my AEW fanboys, I, I think it's like the 10th time on the show I've done them, but they're just so annoying. So, viewership numbers dropped this week for Monday Night Raw based on how many people watched. And, of course, they were down this week. A um, few things. or uh, Well, before I say that, uh, they AEW fanboys were clowning the numbers. So, really quick, a few things the AEW fanboys. One, there was, three, there was three NFL games on. Two, it was Christmas. Not everybody's rushing the TV on Christmas. A lot of us with our families and whatnot. Three... It was just a review show of 2023. Who the hell cares? And four, you guys are having a hard time selling out your weekly shows. Meanwhile, WWE is selling out their house shows on a weekly basis. So, you guys have no room to talk. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I don't know why they're getting too excited about uh, about you know winning <laughs> when they don't even have a live show. But maybe they're just trolling. I don't know. Yeah, I just I I hate that there's there's wrestling fans that still want the companies to i guess be at competition put one out i know we talk about it every week we talk about what one show is doing better than the others and vice versa like we compare but that's kind of what the show does at the end of the day i think as wrestling fans we want to see everyone executing on all cylinders right yeah. i think i think we all share that sentiment that we want AEW to do great we want WWE to do great. We want this TNA revival to do great. We want, you know, all the independents, you know, to get more of a shine. It doesn't have to be, well, WWE is doing better than AEW, so let's let's shit on them or vice versa. However, there are AEW fanboys, like Christian said, that like to do that. So I like to poke back and be like, you know, uh, the guy that you said was a problem just sold 16,000 tickets at Madison Square Garden for an untelevised event, and you guys can't even do eight for a pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you summed it up there. Yep. But, um, all right, so we'll get into mine real quick. Obviously, one of my favorite things to do is poke fun at Vince McMahon, and that's what I'm going to do again. Um, <laughs> so it, it's not hard to tell that WWE is doing as well as they've ever done since the Attitude Era. Have you guys seen the attendance numbers for the live events? We just talked about this. Morale is good as it's ever been. Wrestlers had time off to recoup, go back home. There's a lot of Dakota Kai went to New Zealand. EO went to Japan. Uh, the WWE is interested in working with many different companies, different wrestlers getting an opportunity to shine. Look at Mia Yim, who's getting a title shot next week. 
So it's basically like a prove it match for her. I just love that. Um, it feels fun to be a WWE fan again. And we, it feels like this dark cloud that's been covering this promotion for so many years is starting to clear up. Not all the way there, but it's start, really starting to, to uh, clear up. Uh, 2024 is shaving up to be one of the biggest years ever. And do you really think that would have been possible if Vince never left in 222? It's clear as day that he was just holding back um, what could have been so he could book the few people he liked. Brock, Omos, uh, Roman, Lacey Evans, Charlotte Flair, to name a few. So Vince wasting so many years potential as we are now seeing how bright and fun the WWE can be. Also, a uh, shout out to Triple H and the team um, and the new team. And big thanks to Ari Emanuel and Nick Khan for making this happen. But uh, don't any thoughts. Does not shock me that our last episode of 2023 has has Kyle just been like, ha ha, Vince, we're better without you. I think it's it's fitting. Yeah, I think it's fitting. I think we just leave what you said at it. And uh, yeah, things are great in WWE. It's a lot of fun. I feel like we're in an era of WWE wrestling, not just pro wrestling, but just WWE isolated Guys, I think I think we're in possibly the best era in WWE. It's definitely since we've been alive. Yes, I get that. Yeah. Like, they're not going to do the numbers that the Attitude Era did, as far as ratings are concerned. They're just like, not. I mean, it's different. Like, time, no yeah. one, no one's watching TV anymore. Like, no. you could you can miss an episode of Raw, and you could be caught up at the snap of a finger. You just hop on your phone. You just go onto YouTube, whatever. It's just a different time that we live in. But I think the stories are a little more compelling, not just in the main event scene, but like throughout the show. I think the yeah. Attitude Era did a lot of great stuff in the main event scene with the big time players, Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker, Triple H, like all those big names. But it was the lesser known talents that weren't getting a shine. That's happening now. The IC title is is more prestigious than it's been, dare I say, ever, I ever. feel like. Yeah. Um oh. The tag division still got some work to do, but there's compelling stuff going on. You know, Kyle's called it a rebuild over the last couple of weeks, and they're doing really good stuff in the tag division. Uh, same on the women's side, too. I think the, the singles titles are, are – I think there's good stories there to flesh out still. Um, that's the era of WWE that we're in now, and I'm super excited for it. And the women's tag division is getting an overhaul. It's getting better. Trying. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I, I think we're in a really good time. Christian, any thoughts? Oh, yeah. We're, we're definitely at, we're As far as I've been alive, you guys are older than I am. So it was I, much better. Yeah, that is true. But from what I remember, I think nostalgia played a big factor in me thinking, like, old WWE was good. Just because, you know, I, I watched it as a kid and stuff. But it doesn't hold a candle to the WWE I'm watching now. And, um... Triple H single-handedly revived my love for this company. I almost gave up on this company completely. There was a point where I said, I'm done. I, I well, Kyle I, did. I did. I was done. That, when NXT was no more, that was that was it for me. Yeah, I was going to say, you were done just because of NXT. You weren't done because you were fed up with the main roster. I was no, done. I didn't care about the main <laughs> roster. I literally well, didn't care. Yeah, that's the thing. He was so obsessed with NXT because he hated the main roster. Yeah. Yeah, I never watched NXT, so all, all I knew was the main roster. Right. Dude, I can't believe that. Oh, my gosh. Just wait. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Dude, Dylan, just wait till we get to New Orleans. <laughs> oh, yeah. That? 
pretty good You'll show, see. I will say. Yeah. Um, see. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, but that is uh, obviously I'm going to end with a poking fun at Vince. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and, and something, you know, when he struggles in like this kind of way where he knows he messed up and he doesn't have control for WWE and he sees someone like Omos not getting time to shine on the main roster and wishes he could be back there. I think that kind of pain for him makes me feel happy. And um, I, I'm really, it, it's a great thing. So here's, here's, here's the wild thing before we move on to the awards is all this shitting on Vince McMahon and like, you know, he's not sitting there wallowing in self pity. He's still involved in the company. This man's still making a bunch of money. He's profiting off of what we're loving. Yep. But as <laughs> long as he's not a part of it, fuck it. I don't care. Out of sight, out of mind. I know his pockets are getting lined, but I know we're being treated with some gold on TV. Just wait. All of Maybe 2023. Soon. All those pay-per-views hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cannot wait for 2024. Yeah, especially with hopefully just Triple H. We are in for it, boys. We are, uh, we are in for it. But um, <laughs> we're, we're not going to uh, waste any more time. Um, it is now time for the yearly award show. This is the third edition. And the very first one with Christian uh, being mm-hmm. live for. Uh, we will go through every category, um, list who we voted for, uh, announce the winners, and see if the fans got it right or wrong. This is one of my favorite episodes of the year. Um, we're going to give our final thoughts on how all the lists were constructed, how I did, how they think I did at the end. But um, are you guys ready to jump in and see uh, who won the awards here? Oh, yeah. Yep. So are you guys ready? Well, yeah, I've got, my, I've got my tuxedo on. I've got an inhaler next to me. Um, I got all my hair good right now. I got my haircut today and a shave. So, um, I haven't left my house in five days. I am quarantined. All is good, boys. But by the which, by the way, shout out to you, Dylan, for being a warrior through this. Shout yeah, out, sir, and having uh, yes, Taco sir. Bell on his uh, on his lap, getting ready yes, to go. But I uh... am a. I actually had Taco Bell earlier. Thank you, and I'm soon <laughs> to be a uh, a two time COVID champion. So I'm looking to come back. This is your uh, better than another. Yes, this is my second round with COVID, and I'm so dude. Right after bronchitis, too. I've had a great oh. month of December, boys. So, so you, I assume you're not leaving tomorrow then anymore, right? No, no, yeah. unfortunately not. Yeah. All right. <sighs> so the We Just Talk Wrestling Awards are going to kick off. Like I said, are you guys ready? Oh yeah. Breakout Wrestler of the Year. The nominees are Dominic Mysterio, Tiffany Stratton, Mariah May, Kevin Knight, Billy Starks, Lyra Valkyra, Julia Hart, Kylie Alexa, Giselle Shaw, and Trick Williams. Christian, we're going to start with you. Who is your breakout wrestler of the year? This one was pretty easy for me, but it's going to be guys. My vote was Kevin Knight. He did some great stuff in Impact, became a big name in that X Division. And he's just, he's a freak athlete in the ring, man. He's got mm-hmm. very bright views right in TNA. I love watching him. He was my vote. All right, uh, don't go ahead. All right, so the this one was a little difficult because I looked at the nominees. Trick Williams has done some really cool stuff, especially late in the year, that he almost got a nod. I love what Julia Hart has done, but my breakout wrestler of the year should be a no brainer, and I think Kyle has the same vote. It is Dirty Dom. Dominic Mysterio of the Judgment Day has really blossomed into his role. He's embraced 
being a heel. He's getting heat. The dude's a million bucks. His matches are getting better and better. He's selling like a champ. He looks like a million bucks. Had a decent run with the North American title. And quite possibly had the best entrance at WrestleMania that I've seen in a number of years. So Dominic Mysterio's breakout wrestler of the year. Fight he was me. Second pick. Yeah, but- so I, it's very hard to argue um, with Dom. There's, this was a two-person race for me. This was Kylie Alexa from Pretty Empowered, where it was Dom. Um, ultimately, really close, I ended up going with Dom. Basically, everything that Dylan said, he just blossomed into this big heel who can really hold himself in the ring now. Um, he's uh, just everything with his dad, and now he's doing it with the Judgment Day. He wrestled Cody at a big-time event. He wrestled... Punk's first match back in WWE, yeah, it was against Dom. So yeah. that takes I, it takes a lot of trust into him. Um, he looks like a star. He's going to be a world champion one day. He's still uh, young. They just got him resigned. I love him. Yeah, I, I remember Dylan and I from day one we were on board with Dom, especially with this here this heel turn as a Dom heel. The, the moment the moment yeah. he turned heel, I was like, this is going to yep. be a million bucks. You just watch. Especially with the Triple H at the helm too, so. and you know, and you know who's been a big hater the entire time. Yeah, fucking Christian has. What? What do you got to say? Yeah, you've been a hater. I love Dirt Dominic Mysterio. What are you talking about? Well, not as much as us, but I've got COVID brain, man. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, we'll 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 go through the archives maybe and see um see if he's right. But um, I all right. I don't think he's world champion material, but oh, he's, he's going to be a world champ, dude. Five years, he's going to be in the mix. Trust me, five years. No, give me, give me, give me five years, and Dom will be a former world champion. I give it a year Call and it. a half, and he's world champ. I give it a year and a half. Wow, I think give that's it a year a and a half. Take in yeah, I give year? it a year and a half. Yep, year and a half. He's going to be a world champion. He's he's real close, but that's just my take. We'll see. But all right, Christian, Christian we're going to remember year. this moment. The nominees um, are in, and uh, the votes are in. The winner of the breakout wrestler for 2023 goes to Dirty Dominic Mysterio is your winner. Uh, second place going to Julia Hart, and third place actually going to Kevin Knight. So um, Kevin Knight uh, does uh, finish in third place. Doesn't shock me, Dylan, at all. Um, Christian, any quick thoughts on uh, Dominic winning the category? Hey, great winner. Great choice. Yep. But uh, it was it was basically Dom and then pretty much everyone else. So uh, yeah, Dom uh, Dom gets the win there. Most underutilized wrestler of the year: Karrion Cross, Wardlow, Candice LeRae, Buddy Matthews, Courtney Rush, aka Rosemary, Kiara Hogan, Miro, uh, Brian Cage, Taya Valkyrie, and Keith Lee. Dylan, who uh, who is your most underutilized wrestler of the year? I feel like this might be the third year in a row. Correct me if I'm wrong. But until this man becomes world champion again and is featured very prominently, I'm never going to vote against Brian Cage as being the most underutilized wrestler on the planet. Look at this guy. He looks like a million bucks. No one else. He's built like a freight train and he wrestles like a luchador. Like That makes no sense to me. Why I TV every week, why he's not in the world title picture consistently or ever, and why he hasn't been a world champion of the company that he signed. I, I just I, I don't 
I don't know if you guys agree or not, but my vote oh, is Brian Cage. I love Brian Cage. Yeah, I love Brian Cage. But uh, Christian, who are you voting for? You two know me very well. So you guys should know my answer, but to the viewers who don't, my answer goes to Karrion Cross. He's got the look, he's got the entrance, he's got the in-ring ability. And look, I don't even just blame Vince. I do blame Triple H as well. I think he has been the most poorly booked talent in the world under both Vince and Triple H. I don't know what they're waiting I don't know why he's lost every big feud he's been in. He's got the makings to be one of the most dominant world champions ever. And they, they, have, they barely put him on TV. As of late, they're doing more vignettes with him and stuff. That's coral. But he's still lost pretty much every feud he's been in. And he hasn't done anything too impactful. And I don't know that. I think he's got, I think he's got a Roman Reigns type reign world champion written all over him. I don't know what he's going to see. Yeah, it's kind of odd that we go from what Cross was. I mean, obviously, we won't spoil anything. Um, in NXT to beating Drew in his first match to basically everything going downhill. Um, around when Vince was around, obviously he was losing not on TV, and then when Vince was gone, we've only seen Cross once. So, I, I think him losing to Bobby a couple of weeks ago, if that does set up the Mania match, okay, that makes sense. But we need to, if this story with him really needs to pay off because it, yeah. if if it goes well and it makes him a world champion because of this then the waiting game, we were wrong. So, I mean, it, since Triple H waited so long and keep him off TV that long for this, it has to pay off. But, um, yep. yep. But we'll see Money what in the happens. bank. Yep. We'll see what uh, happens with Karrion Cross. Um, oh, man, there was so many that I wanted to vote for. Um, but I actually went with Taya Valkyrie here. Uh, so Taya signed, I believe, with AEW. Was it last year? Um yep. This is someone right away that they used for about two months, and then she was on Rampage, and then they just kind of did nothing with her. Um, Ty was someone that Vince didn't see any money in. Uh, Vince Cutter. Um, Ty is really good in the ring. She plays a really good character. Just book her how Impact booked her. And it's, it's really not that hard for Tony Khan and the team to just use her basically – um, as that, you know, cocky, almost kind of movie star-esque character. Um, but I, I don't know. I think Taya can easily be the world champion in AEW. I don't know what they're doing with her. So uh, Taya Valkyrie gets my vote into all different um, all, all different uh, votes there. So I'm really interested to see. But um, all right. The winner of the most underutilized wrestler of the year by two votes goes to AEW's Buddy Matthews is your wow. 2023 most underutilized wrestler of the year. Listen, um, when, when you think about the House of Black, you're seeing um, Julie Hart really shine now. You saw um, Brody King really shine in the, in the Continental Classic. And then, and then it's the other two guys. Malachi Black's really not doing anything. Um, Buddy Matthews, I, dude, I listen, man, th- this guy easily could be in the main event scene one day. He is that good. He's that talented. He's that good in the ring, at least in the mid-card. They just don't even use him. So I can see why people voted Buddy Matthews here. 
Um, this is this guy's got the world of talent, and uh, that's another guy. I don't know, understand what they don't use him, but uh, Dylan, any thoughts on Buddy Matthews winning most underutilized wrestler of the year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Buddy, Buddy's another name that I almost voted for as well. Um, <clears throat> we saw what he could do in WWE when he was uh, competing for the Cruiserweight title. He did some really cool stuff there that never utilized him. Um, goes to AEW. Looks <laughs> like House of Black is going to be pushed straight to the top. Um, they did have a trio titles run, if I'm not mistaken. And then Malachi took time off, I believe. And that kind of left Buddy in a weird way in limbo. Yeah. Like, like you said, Brody did some cool stuff in the, in the Continental Classic. Um, Julia's been a million bucks as of late. But it's like, it's almost like Buddy's kind of tied to Malachi in a way. Or at least that's how they view it. It's like, well, if Malachi's not here, then we can't do anything with Buddy. Which I think mm. is so stupid. Like, this guy could be competing for the TNT title. I know they're trying to do the whole Edge and Christian thing right now, which is, which is fine. But in, before all this, like, to tell me that he, he can't compete for that title at least is, is kind of strange to me. So um, definitely someone who I hope gets utilized much better in the future. All right, uh, Christian, any thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the whole House of Black is just – it's been a weird run for them at AEW, I'd say. Um, like you said, they held the trio's title for a little bit. Uh, Brody went on leave. But like you said, left Buddy just kind of hanging dead in the water almost. And Tony Khan has panicked with him, as well. Panicked with a lot of superstars. But with him, you know, the, the whole group even, just they have the look, they've got the gimmick. They should be a dominant group, right? The fact they're not always baffled me because I really do like the House of Black. Um, I think Dominant Stable's written all over them. I think the leader of that group has World Champion written all over him. And even when he was in WWE, he just wasn't used properly. He had that weird tag team run with Rollins, which to this day I, I never understood. I still don't understand. Oh, him and Buddy were great together. Oh, they were great, but I just don't know why they were paired. It, it didn't make sense to me. I feel like I feel like both Rollins and Buddy at the time were just better suited solo as mid card the world title champions. I don't know if that's just me, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it really looks like um his tag team title run with Wesley Blake in NXT was probably the best booking wise that he's gotten was in the black and gold stuff um he did get a lot of like singles matches on weekly tv in nxt um after you know his little stint but um yeah buddy matthews is a guy that we you know we should be talking about top of the card um so buddy matthews did win a uh, second place was candace LeRae, and mm-hmm. um and third place was a tie between miro and Karrion cross um so that uh that is the top three there you guys ready I- to move on I think that's really quick. I think the thing with Candice LeRae is they're just waiting for the right time with her to put her in a good story. Yeah, yeah I no, I, I hope you're right just because I think she can be the world champion. I, she's that I, good. I don't think she's been underutilized. I think it's more so just waiting for the right time. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. But, um, you know, wrestling fans just aren't too uh, patient nowadays. But um, best stable of the year. Um, so let's get into the nominees. The Bloodline, Damage Control, The Elite, Queen's Quest, The Calling, Judgment Day, Bullet Club Gold, The Blackpool Combat Club, Pre-Empowered, United Empire. Christian, where are you going? 
I really wanted to go pretty empowered just because I do love that group. But goddamn, I could not not go with damage control. I mean, right now they're in the midst of I think the best story in WWE. That's including <coughs> like Cody on his quest back to Roman, Seth and Punk. You know, the tag titles are doing well, the continental titles are doing well. And I think this damage control story is even better because I think this payoff's gonna be massive. But even before all this started, I mean, they kept adding numbers. They added Kyrie Sane, Asuka's in there. I mean, they got five of the best workers in the entire company in one faction. All the promos are always great, and all five can go in the ring. So, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go um, second here. I also went Damage Control. Um, obviously, they didn't win too many matches but i looked at it like the whole like inside of the group we got Kyrie saying back we got Anska joining uh eo was the you know the winner um is now the champion um you had bailey helping her throughout the entire year you had dakota uh coming back from injury and helping in that sense too um now you have you know bailey kind of kind of segueing out of the group um i was just thinking if mercedes isn't in the group that's actually good for bailey because now, you know, we have no distractions at the one-on-one. But uh, but we'll get to that a different day. But uh, I'm also going damage control. I just love I just love the look, love the feel. And um, my second was also pretty empowered. But uh, don't worry, going. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. It's, it's, it's the best story that no one's talking about. And it's, it's damage control. Um, it's been it's, – it's, it's a story that I feel gets overshadowed a lot because now it's starting to get really good, right? And we're observing that. But then Punk comes back to WWE and he's got the stuff with Rollins. Yeah. And then before all that stuff, it's like, well, Cody was doing the thing with the Judgment Day and Roman was feuding with with the Usos. And like, it's it, it just seems like, I don't want to say damage control is getting lost in the shuffle, but it's like, oh man, they're doing great stuff. But oh my God, did you see this? And it's like, oh, but did you see this? And it's like, yeah. how come no one's talking about how good this is? Yeah. And I think I think when we get the payoff, it's going to be awesome. I said it last week. Bailey's winning the Women's Royal Rumble, hundred percent. She's going to face Io Sky at WrestleMania. It's going to be a bad of a match, and she's going to win. Um, so yeah, I got to go Damage Control here as well. And Dakota's winning Money in the Bank. I'd be completely okay with it. Chelsea Green, keep your eye on her, and maybe even Shotzi as well. But all right, best stable of the year. The votes are in. The winner of the 2023 best stable of the year. Goes to by ten votes. Judgment Day or your best stable of the year in 2023. Not shocking in my opinion. Um, So I will say the Judgment Day uh, did win. Obviously, Damage Control coming in second, with the Bloodline coming in third. Um, Don't any thoughts on uh, Judgment Day winning? But really quick. this was a stable that pretty much opened pretty much every Raw. Um, <laughs> Triple H had so much confidence in them. Uh, most of Monday Night Raw's, Raw's revolved around the Judgment Day, and then obviously some of them would come on the SmackDown every so often in NXT. So they were very highly touted by Triple H. So I'm not too surprised the fans win Judgment Day here. Yeah, no, I mean, they were they were my second choice for sure. Like you said, Judgment Day has been – Opener and main event the last probably last three or four months of the year. Like, yeah. Um, Rhea has had a career year. We mentioned how 
Dom, you know, he was he was voted breakout of the year. What he's done this year, Damian has really came into his own. Uh, Finn has always been great. And in a weird way, he kind of feels like he's taking a back seat and letting the other three kind of do their thing. And then JD's come in. He's just kind of been the punching bag as of late. But I love what Judgment Day has done all year. I think it's a good vote. Yeah. Uh, Christian, any thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Judgment Day, it's hard to argue against them. You know, opening, closing, a lot of the Raws, like you said, definitely shows the trust Triple H has in them. So uh, definitely deserve the award. And um, they're going to pay off, too when this is all said and done. So keep your eye out for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, every, every category got a vote, at least a vote. So I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, some MLW fans for the calling there and uh, some stardom for uh, Queen's quest. But um, so we're going to move on to the best on the mic in 2023. The nominees are LA Knight, Cody Rhodes, MJF, Bailey, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, CM Punk, Christian Cage, Don Callis, and Sami Zayn. Dylan, who is the best on the mic in 2023? So you can't go wrong with really any of the names on this list. Um, But I'm going to go with someone who doesn't usually rely on cheap shots a ton, but he can tell a story better than I think anyone on the mic in wrestling today. I'm going Cody Rhodes here, and that shouldn't be a shock to you guys. This man knows how to sell a match. doesn't matter if he's selling a main event or – uh, a random TV match or some middle of the card match that he's doing to kill some time. Um, every promo he cuts, there's, there's like, it seems like he's invested in everything he's doing. And like I said, he knows how to sell everything that he's doing. Um, and I think that makes for a great promo because that's the point of the promo, right? You're supposed to get people invested in what you're doing right now. And I don't think there's anyone better than Cody Rhodes right now. All right, Christian, go ahead. I told myself I was going to be unbiased in these awards, and I was. So I also gave Cody I mean, copy and paste what Dylan said. I mean, he could sell fucking pig to, or uh, uh, he could sell bacon to a pig. I mean, goddamn. There's not a lot you. There's not a lot you could say about Cody Rose that hasn't already been said. <laughs> he's just, yeah. he's that guy. Yeah, he's the, he's the face of WWE, and obviously with all the contract negotiations, they're treating him as the guy. Um, and not only if he signs contracts, only going to help his chances potentially beating Roman at Mania. But uh, best on the mic, I'm I'm also going Cody Rhodes. Um, you know, all of his promos leading into Mania. Um, I one specific one on the road. To the elimination, the elimination chamber with him and Sami Zayn. When yep. Cody Rhodes is really putting him over, and then you know Cody at the tribute to the troops, and then just you know Cody basically Cody just Paul. put him. Cody and Paul, yeah. Oh my gosh, um, I think Cody and all Judgment Day had some really good exchanges. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I I'm with you. Uh, Cody Rhodes to me was the most impressive on the mic. And um, he is uh, he is my vote for 2023. But let's see if the people agree. So the winner of the best on the mic in the year 2023 looks like by four votes goes to AEW's Christian Cage is your winner wow. of the best on the mic. Number two goes to LA Knight. And number three goes to MJF. So Cody Rhodes oh. not in the top three, which... I don't want to say people are wrong, but I definitely think that Cody should be in the top three. Um, but let's pay attention right now to Christian Cage. 
Um, obviously, he's doing this whole heel gimmick in AEW, uh, making fun of, you know, basically dead fathers <laughs> and trying to make material about, you know, stuff like that. And um, he really has, you know, he, he's a heel magnet and makes fun of the sports teams. It's obviously easy pop, but um, he he's definitely, this has been the best Christian in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of his promos have been great. Um, I just don't think we saw enough of them, in my opinion. But um, I, Christian Cage is a tough one to argue. But uh, LA Knight coming to second actually did shock me. MJF coming to third then. Um, and this is uh, the end of MJF's reign because he won the two previous years. But uh, uh, Dylan, any thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I have said on this show numerous times that Christian is one of, if not the best heels in wrestling right now. And I love this character a lot more than a lot of people. But am I the only one who feels his promos are kind of repetitive? It was my argument with MJF. He's yeah. a great talker. Everything he says is fluid. Everything he says has a point and has a purpose. But when you're saying the same things over and over, like, do you get what I mean? Like, I think, I, I think that's why I went Cody. I think that's why you can argue, you know, L.A. Knight. Because L.A. Knight's kind of quirky and goofy. But, like, you know, I, I think L.A. Knight. If, if we're comparing him and Christian sh- should have won, if that was number one and number two in the voting. But, yeah, but I mean, votes. I mean, Christian, Christian's still, I mean, hell of a character that he's doing right now. And I, I, I love every minute of it. I can't wait to see him and edge tear the house down in an ODQ. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to see that tomorrow night. Um, yeah. Christian, any thoughts? Definitely surprising. Um, like you said, I don't think there was enough of it for him to be number one. I do think this is kind of a vote off recency bias because when you put the awards out is when he really started turning it up on the promos. His promos have been great, don't get me wrong. But we didn't see enough, and yeah, like Dylan said, they are a bit repetitive, which is a problem I've had with MJF for a while now, which is why I did not vote him. I love him on the mic. He's a great talker, but I didn't vote him for this reason. Uh, LA Knight, quirky but he's also he's one of those that's also great when serious uh definitely modern day stone cold and yeah christian's i i'd put him like top five in this list i don't know about number one uh, there were a lot of great talkers on this list my vote almost went to Don callus if we're being honest if he had more material and he didn't take the three-month break i think he was going to be my vote yeah so yeah because callus is awesome oh, he is the heat magnet i mean yeah. oh my gosh um but yeah i mean i, I agree i th- i think this should have went to cody i think it was his year on the mic but um congratulations christian cage for uh winning the best on the mic in 2023 that's a segue to the indies best indies wrestler of 2023 are you guys ready yep yeah. brian keith zdp maki ito jordan oliver chris brooks eric dillinger kelvin tankman Jay Malachi, Kelsey Reagan, and Kevin Koo. Christian, who is your Indies Wrestler of the Year? A lot of some foreign names to me. I'm not gonna lie. The one name that stuck out to me that I have seen a lot of stuff from on the Indies was Eric Dillinger. Um, I think he's very entertaining. Uh, I'm not too familiar with a lot of these other names. There were a couple I'm familiar with: CDP, Malachi Keith. 
but Eric Dillinger just out of the bunch. I don't know. He he feels like a bigger than an indie name, if that makes sense. Oh, he could easily. Uh, Dylan and I have seen live. He could easily be in any mm-hmm. of these major promotions. Yes. Um. One complaint. One major complaint I have for you. Where the hell was Matt Cardona? I think it was too <sighs> easy if he won. Yeah. I think it was just too easy. I mean, I. <laughs> I try to make it more of people who have just grinded their way up. And if I put Matt Cardona, none of these other people would have had any chance. That's true, and I respect that. But Matt Cardona is far and away the best Indies wrestler. Eric Dillinger is my second-place prize, but I had to vote him for my for my pick because Cardona wasn't on there because Cardona is easily the best. But and Eric, he's the biggest name. Yeah. He, yeah, but out of this bunch, I think Eric Dillinger was the best. All right, uh, don't go ahead. Yeah, I've had Kyle and I have had the privilege of watching Eric Dillinger wrestle in person twice, very up close and personal both times. Um, it's it's hard to argue how smooth that guy is in the ring, and how he can tell a story with what he's doing in the ring. Um, you can't say that a ton about independent wrestling as a whole. Um, you know, we've said it on this show numerous times, you know, sometimes indie wrestling, as great as it can be, falls into the trap of it's just just a thrown together show of, of, mm-hmm. of a bunch of people. And from from the vibe that Kyle and I got just from simply talking to the people who we were surrounded by at the show, there there is some sort of story between Eric and the people he was wrestling. Um, and he's done a really good job fleshing that out. You could see it on his face. You know, Kyle's big on facial expressions. This guy is the total package, and I think it's only a matter of time before someone big notices. So my vote was also Eric Dillinger, one of the smoothest workers I've seen in person ever. No, he he do he is, and we you know we saw him fight in the stands, yeah. um, take table spots. Seemed uh, like he, he could do it all. He can, and he's a good talker yeah. too, which yeah. is yep, which is really interesting. But um, if you have not checked out some of his stuff, please go do because uh. Sky is really impressive. Um, so I'm probably more familiar with the names than Dylan and um, Dylan Christian are. Um, my vote almost went to Maki Ito. She's been all over Japan, actually, um, in Los Angeles, done some stuff with the uh, GCW. Um, she's basically the Japanese girl version of Stone Cold. She just does not care. She'll flip people off. Uh, go watch some of her interviews. They are absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I think a lot of people who don't know who Maki Ito is um, would really like her stuff. And Kelvin Tankman has been really big in uh, DPW, which is ran by CM Pulse, Tony Pizza Guy, and those guys. Um, so Kelvin Tankman almost got my vote. Uh, but my vote goes for a guy that I saw for the first time um, at the New Way Pro Wrestling, and that goes to ZDP. Um, talk about a guy who can talk, who's charismatic, uh, who's very uh, clean in the ring as well. Um, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's actually got a really deep move set. Um, he, he always, I love how he stays in character, Dylan. Like when mm-hmm. you know, kids go to talk to him, like before and after matches, it sells merch. Um, this, this guy just is the total package. Um, go watch some of his stuff on his Twitter or X account, whatever you call it. Um, he's done some stuff that is just out of this world good. Um, him and Dude Baddington just work so well together. So ZDP is my uh, indie wrestler of the year. So, um, But uh, let's get into who is the winner. So the winner of the best indies wrestler of 2023, 
goes to Brian Keith. So a lot of people aren't too familiar with Brian Keith. So this is an Indies wrestler from, I believe, the Houston, Texas area. He's done some stuff with uh, DPW. Like I said, he's wrestled Mike Bailey. He's wrestled Jake something. Um, another big name in the Indies. He's um, wrestled Titus Alexander. Um, he was on ROH Final Battle. I believe he faced Jack Cartwheel. He's also been shown on AEW like the last two weeks. So I think Brian Keith is going to be signed to um, to AEW. I'm not sure if you guys have any um, exposure to Brian Keith. Um, he wears a cowboy hat. He's got a vicious moveset. Um, so congratulations to Brian Keith. Uh, Christian, any thoughts on him? Um, do you know who he is? Uh, I've seen a few clips of him. I'm not fully knowledgeable on him like you are. But I heard he got the chance to wrestle Mike Bailey. Yep. Um, who is very good, as we've uh, stated. Uh, you get the chance to wrestle him, and um, you must be doing something right, just saying. Yep. So, yeah, shout out to him. All right, don't any thoughts. He also got to wrestle Orange Cassidy. Ooh. Yeah, so... Who cares? <laughs> hey, hey. Good <laughs> in the ring, okay? Okay. Dude, yeah, I mean, he's always, dude, he's always hated Orange Cassidy. You're never going to win those. Yeah. Have you noticed that he's not been on TV? Because I sure haven't. But I... anyway, um, so we're going to move on. So congratulations to Brian Keith um, doing some great stuff. Um, Tag Team of the Year. The nominees are ABC, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, FTR, The Astronauts, The Usos, The Rascals, Judgment Day, Damian and Finn Balor, uh, Bishiman, MK Ultra, and the Motor City Machine Guns. Dylan, who is your Tag Team of the Year? So... It was almost the Motor City Machine Guns, but I sat here and I pondered it more and more, and it's going to be this team until it isn't, basically. So I'm going to go FTR. I know it sounds like a cop-out answer, but until someone proves to me that they're better, I'm just going to keep voting for them. So FTR is my tag team of the year. I I personally didn't. I I put... FTR in there. I didn't really think they had a great year outside of a couple matches with Bull, uh, Bull Cup Gold. I there were some injuries stopped. going on too at one point, right? You know, yeah, yeah. There's, so there were some injuries. There were some guys. Uh, I think Dax did more some single stuff. Um, so a, I, their matches were good. I think the Young Bucks one wasn't that great. But no. um, FTR, I think, did some good stuff. But um, it, 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 it's really interesting to see what uh, the fans will uh, say on this one. Yeah. But, Christian, go ahead. Really quick on FTR, this is the worst year I've seen of them ever since I've gotten exposure to them. Just like It hasn't been their best year. No, and uh, remember, they wrestled a 2.9 out of 5 match with the Young Bucks. Eddie. That's a hot take. I think that's yeah. a hot take. A bad, a bad FTR Bucks match should still get like a 3-7. You guys need to go back and watch that. I don't know what. I will. Know. I bought it, so I'll, I'll go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back and watch it, too. How about that? It'll, yeah, it'll well, I'll go back. Yeah, so you could text us and be like, yeah, it's a four. No. I mean, it's more three, five, but go on. <laughs> Anyways, my, my tag team of the year goes to a tag team. I feel like carried their tag team division pretty well this year. And it's a team I've expressed my love for multiple times. It goes to ABC. Uh, Ace and Bay. Um, no doubt, two of the best workers in that entire company. Like, 
And I feel it carried TNA's tag division a little bit. Obviously, the Marcy Machine Guns are there. But, I mean, the Marcy Machine Guns, a lot of it was focused this year on Alex Shelley's title reign, especially towards the end. So that took away from me. ABC, just for me, has been the most consistent tag team that entire division. Uh, a struggling division at that. But anytime they were wrestling a tag match, I made sure I sat down and watched because both these two dudes can really go. Um, I would love to see Chris Bay eventually get uh, some singles gold one of these days because I think he's that talented and I absolutely love him. I think it's coming. But as a tag team, one of the most entertaining tag teams in the world, I believe. And um, this was kind of their year in TNA, so uh, they got my vote this year. Yeah, so this was about a uh, two-horse race for me, but uh, I actually ended up going to Motor City Machine Guns um, and it was a lot for their part that they, they did a lot of stuff in Japan. So uh, they did some work with, um, I think it was the New Japan Multiverse uh, episodes that they did. Um, so they did some stuff there. They went to GCW. So they went a, a lot of indie shows. Um, I, I believe they faced Tanahashi and Okada once this year. So they, they went all over the place. Um, and I really liked... Um, how like diverse their catalog was this year. Um, obviously, they didn't beat ABC um, for the titles, but um, I-, I think Motor City Machine Guns, I think we can all agree it wasn't the best year for tag team wrestling. Yeah. Um, it was a lot harder to choose. Um, I, if it was ABC, I'm totally fine with it. Um, and the Young Bucks were not uh, candidates because I, d- I just didn't think they had a good year. In my opinion, no. but so that's why I didn't put them on. But um, two point nine out of five. But uh, let's see. So the winner of the tag team of two thousand twenty three goes to FTR. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to say the people got it wrong, but um, I, I just personally don't think that they uh, had a great year. Um, I will say they only won by one vote to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who came. Wow. In uh, in second place by one vote, and then um, Motor City Machine Guns um, took third, and then ABC took fourth. Um, so FTR is your uh, tag team of the year. It just kind of shows it just wasn't the best year for tag team wrestling, like I said, Dylan. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Um, I kind of flipped back and forth between about four or five different teams. You're telling me Owens and Zayn finished second. They teamed for about four months. Yeah. Yeah. The Usos were nominated. They haven't teamed really since I guess I guess they teamed at Money in the Bank and then they yeah. split up. So they had some like start and stop. Yeah. 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 Um as far as a team that's teamed all year, you could say the Judgment Day, but they didn't become champions till late. Yeah, I think it was just kind of a down year in a way for yeah. tag wrestling. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so uh yeah, so FTR is your winner. Um this is second year in the row for uh for FTR. Because the Young Bucks won the first year, and this is a two times in a row for FTR. So let's see if they can make it three next year. Uh, so moving on to the worst moment of the year. Um, so let me pull up the nominees for Christian, and we'll get right into it. The Raw after WrestleMania 39. AEW full gear main event over booking MJF versus Jay White for the title. Injuries plague Stardom's roster, including multiple top stars. A.R. Fox helps Swerve Strickland beat Nick Wayne to a bloody pulp. Weeks later, Fox makes up with Wayne for basically no reason at all. 
Uh, AEW's Texas Chainsaw Massacre match, uh, death match. Billy Corgan ruins TV deal with CW because multiple members <laughs> using cocaine at one of the NWA shows. Um, Vince McMahon weasels his way back to having influence in WWE creative around uh, WrestleMania 39. WWE cuts 23 wrestlers on September 21st, including Dolph Ziggler, Emma, and Mustafa Ali. Eric Young returns to Impact Wrestling at some anniversary after being killed off from the promotions <laughs> months prior. And CM Punk Jack Perry scuffle eight. AW all in leading to suspensions and punk getting fired from AW. Dylan, what direction did you go? Uh, this was very, very difficult because I'm scrolling through and I'm like, oh, that was stupid. Oh, that was dumber. Oh, that was stupid. So I'm trying to keep it kind of lighthearted and not start a rant. And I'm going to go with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match because oh it's still God. one of the worst things I've seen in professional wrestling. The moment I saw Leatherface bumble out of that <laughs> curtain, that fake-ass chainsaw and that stupid uh, <laughs> spirit Halloween mask that he was wearing. Um, dude, I, that, th- I think it was that moment where I started to lose a little bit of hope in AEW. <laughs> I, think, I think that's where it really soured for me in a lot of ways. I was like, oh, no, we're doing this. First off, the match was just kind of thrown together, if I'm not mistaken. And then it's just super gimmicky. It tied into a video game that quite frankly sucked. I played it. Wasn't that great. Um, yeah, dude, I just... Uh, this this is up there with the zombies match, Kyle. I just want you to know that. Oh my god. <laughs> it was bad, man. I, I think this was worse than a zombies match. And that zombies match was one of the worst things I've ever seen. But uh, Christian, go ahead. I kind of know where Christian's going, though. I I, I kind of have a feeling. Uh, yeah. So I saw this option, and I didn't even read the other options. I dismissed them. I clicked that option, and I moved on. Eric Young returning after being yep. literally killed and buried just returns like it's nothing. Like, there was no story involved. It was just, oh, hey, hey, guys, I'm back. I was dead a couple months ago, but now I'm just back. I'm fine than ever. No, no like, heartbeat or anything in the dress or whatever. No, like, vignettes of anything. There was no build. He just popped up. Yeah, exactly. It was stupid. It was the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen in my, like, 16 years of being a pro wrestling fan. I watched Vince McMahon wrestling, but, my God, this was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And I... I still hate Impact doing it. it yeah, I, yeah, I, I still don't understand why they uh, they did that. I'm gonna keep mine short and sweet. Um, mine went to Vince McMahon coming back and having influence. Um, this was why we had Omos and Brock. This was the reason why. Hence, the men's one was really good. We had the two Fatal Four Way Tag matches. Um, I think this is why Edge won. The Hell in a Cell match is more because of Vince. In my honest opinion, I think Triple H won Balor, but you know that could be an argument for another day. Um, and then we had Omos at Backlash, and you know we just had random vignettes and random matches here and there. So Vince coming out and kind of having his hands on a lot of um, stuff that happened at Mania, um, especially some of the segments, you know, with the Shane McMahon stuff. That was all Vince. Um, you can argue the Pat McAfee one because you know Triple H does like Pat a lot, but I believe that Shane one was all him. Uh, so Vince getting his way um, back in the influence and WWE creative was definitely my worst moment of the year. But the winner of the worst moment of 2023 
goes to Vince McMahon. Weasel his way back into influence in WWE Creative around WrestleMania 39. Second place goes to Raw after WrestleMania 39, which was a horrible show. And uh, third place goes to Billy Corgan ruining the TV deal with CW <laughs> with cocaine use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just saying, uh, we were going to be at that show, by the way. Just yep. saying. We almost went to that show if it wasn't for Don't Have the Work. But, um, Don't, what do you think about um, uh, Vince Weasley's way back to create well, winning? Well, first off, we could have done cocaine with Billy Corgan, and I'm a little upset I had to work. Secondly, I mean, it doesn't shock me. I mean, no. I've, I've, I've seen wrestling social media since Triple H has taken over and it's just been nothing but praise. And and it is kind of like the easy thing to do that if something bad happens, it's, oh, it's Vince McMahon's fault. But it is hard to, like, look at some of those decisions going into WrestleMania and it's, like, all these really cool things. And then it's like, but why is Omos wrestling Brock? Yeah. Like, it just yeah. kind of left you wondering. And then we got the atrocious Raw after Mania. And oh it's like, oh, God. dude, Vince Vince really is got his little yeah. fucking sticky fingers on things. And then he and then he gets a bad hip and has to go away. And then finally, Ari Emanuel is like, hey, maybe we should just let Triple H just run this thing. Yeah. You know, he's doing a great job. So, um, but yeah, it doesn't shock me that that one. You remember Raw after Mania? We had one match in the first hour. It went two minutes. It was Omos versus Elias. Yeah. That is a... That is the most Vince McMahon thing I've ever heard in my life. But, uh, Christian, what do you think of the results? I, I do think, like Dylan said, wrestling fans do panic a little bit. You know, one thing isn't good on a show. Oh, it's Vince McMahon. Well, I, I'm and I, I'm kind of, I'm going to break your heart with this. Triple H isn't perfect. He's not going to book a perfect show. Oh, he's not perfect, but oh. he's um, he's 99.99. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's an easy cop out to say it's Vince, but yes, Triple H does have flaws. But with that said, on the counter, like we said, you can tell when Vince puts a match in because, I mean, Omos versus Brock. Why would Triple H do that? When was the last time we saw Omos with SummerSlam in a battle royal? Now, the Edge and Finn thing. I went back and forth on that with a couple people, but then I came to the conclusion that I didn't mind the result of it because remember he was facing Demon Finn, who for one was already, has already been way watered down. We've expressed that numerous times. And the injury. Yeah, and the injury and like Demon Finn isn't really Finn Balor, it's an alter ego. So really that loss didn't hurt Finn Balor, especially where he's at now, obviously. So that was a result I didn't mind. Um, to be honest, though, the number one and number two that were voted here, I think should just be combined into one because it was all around the same timeline. Yeah. Because it was going into WrestleMania. We all started getting skeptical. Like there's some weird matches on this card and the two fatal four way matches were good. Actually, they were actually good matches, but why were they there? Yeah. I think they could have been a little bit more creative there, but, uh, yeah. So Vince McMahon uh, weaseling his way back into creative gets uh, the win there. And I'm not shocked on that whatsoever. Women's Wrestler of the Year, Tom Nakano, EO Sky, Rhea Ripley, Julia, Kenzie Page, Becky Lynch, Tony Storm, Athena, Masha Slamovich, and Mayu. Um, Dylan, why don't you get into who your Women's Wrestler of the Year is? This, to me, feels... 
all look all respect in the world to everyone nominated they're all a million bucks they're all great but this to me feels like the runaway category no one has had a better year not just in women's wrestling but it's hard to argue in wrestling period than Rhea Ripley no one has looked as good no one has looked as strong I believe she hasn't been pinned the entire year in tag matches or anything. Um, obviously, she's the women's world champion. She looked she looked incredible at the Rumble, one of the best Rumble performances I've seen. It's hard to argue against Rhea Ripley, and she put on what is a uh, match of the year candidate um, night one WrestleMania. So it's it, I mean Rhea has been a million bucks all year long. All right, uh, Christian, go ahead. Yeah, I got to be honest. I'm right there with Dylan. I mean, you talk about – you want to talk about somebody who was also saved by Triple H? This is one of the ones at the top. And she is clearly one of Triple H's favorites, and um, for good reason. I mean, the look, the presence, the, the moveset, the in-ring skill Rio brings, the ability on the mic, it's all there for her, and – it's definitely shown this whole year uh, dominating the women's division, winning the Royal Rumble from the number one spot. That's what I kind of thought. Uh, Rhea Ripley's about to have a huge year, winning from number one. Um, there were there were a couple matches where I didn't care for of hers. I'll be honest. Um, that Stark match didn't do a whole lot for me, but Charlotte Flair versus Rhea, man. And that's a match I will confidently say I think Rhea did carry a little bit. But Charlotte uh, but, was right there with her. Oh yeah, like not too far behind. Both wrestlers were great in that match. That was just that was a great <laughs> way. But and what she does for the Judgment Day, she she kind of feels like the leader of the Judgment Day. Yeah. Uh, oh, she is. I think that's going to be something that gets played out here soon because uh, I do think I do think their splits coming. So. Hopefully Rhea stays dominant when she's fully solo because she's great. And, uh, yeah, this is a runaway category. Yeah, so the thing with Rhea is we're great rise. I don't think she was the strongest this year. When you talk about just her matches alone, um, obviously she had her hands in a lot. Judgment Day business really helped Dom this year, especially with Dom winning that first category. I mean, Rhea had a lot to do with it. Um so, yeah, I mean, Rhea Ripley absolutely had a great year. Um, when we were in June, July, this was Tom Nakano's year, 1 million percent. When you took on the other side, when you talk about work rate, you talk about carrying the company, that's what Tom Nakano was doing. She had the absolute banger match with Julia. Uh, then she got hurt, um, I believe. Then she won another title against uh, Shirakawa. And then, like I said, she got hurt. I think she had to drop one of the titles to Mirai. But um, this was absolutely going to be Tom's year, uh, hence the injury. But um, my, uh, my 223 wins for a year um, actually does go to Kenzie Page. Uh, this is someone who I was really familiar with, like, late last year going into this year. You talk about someone who, again, this could have been in the breakout category, beat Camille um, after a massive rain, which we'll get to in just a sec. Um, you talk about work rate. She's got it with everyone in NWA. Um, she's the, now the leader of Pretty Empowered. So basically, like Rhea, she's right there helping two others. And the thing about Kylie Alexa, 
who's in one of her or is in pretty power. She's only 19. So, you know, she's kind of putting her under her wing and not really helping them. So uh, Kenzie Page, very, very underrated um, is my women's wrestler of the year. But um, the nominees probably won't be shocking. The winner of the women's wrestler of the year does go to WWE's Rhea Ripley with second place going to Julia. And, uh, and third place going to ROH's Athena. But uh, any shock there, Dylan, at all? No. No, not at all. Um, I think even with you going in a different boat, it's hard to argue with what we yeah, has hard to done argue. this yep. year. So, doesn't all shock right, Chris, me. Any all. thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think this one's the right winner. No doubt. Julia coming second is very interesting, though. I, I'm very happy that uh, Julia did uh, come second. But I, I think... Uh, Rhea Ripley won by 17 votes, so nothing, not too, uh, not too close, I will say, in that category. But I think we all kind of knew that was coming. But um, the holy shit moment of the year: CM Punk returns at WWE Survivor Series. QT Mir Shao wins a Triple A Latin American title in a fatal four-way. Adam Page <laughs> staples the head of Swerve, proceeds to drink and spit out the blood. Um, his blood. Kenzie Page defeats Camille to win the NWA Women's World Title. Um, ends Camille's 812-day reign. Uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet uh, Royal Rumble spot. Okada returning to TNA wrestling for the first time since 2011. Steve Macklin uses a sledgehammer to break cinder blocks on the back of PCO at under siege. Brock Lesnar shakes Cody Rhodes' hand and shows the ultimate respect. SummerSlam uh, unscripted. Uh, Roman Reigns defeats Cody Rhodes to retain his WWE Undisputed Universal title at WrestleMania 39. And Jey Uso pins Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank in the Bloodline Silver Civil War match. Christian, where are you going here? There's only one answer. It's CM Punk returning. I still, I, I still watch it about 10 times a day. I'm <laughs> not even joking. I, I know I said I wasn't a huge fan of the idea when it was being brought up. But god damn, that moment was awesome. I I can't lie, that was an awesome moment. You heard that static, and oh my god, everybody just couldn't believe it. That is far and away my pick. All right, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if we had an award for spot of the year, I think it goes to Logan Paul and Ricochet because that oh. I replay on a regular basis. We um, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, the Adam Page stuff. Some of the most disgusting things I've seen in pro wrestling, but it was so, so cool and so, so different. So I'm all for it. Um, Roman and Cody, Roman picking up the win, probably the biggest shock of the year. Jay pinning Roman, such a moment. It's hard to argue, though, with hell freezing over. We all thought there was no way that CM Punk would ever walk through the doors of WWE again. And sure enough, here he is. Now, I get a lot of people online. It's like, oh, he just wanted the money. Ah, I mean, when you're CM Punk, I mean, I, I, I think it's hard to argue that he's worth it. You know what I mean? And, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. Um, I, 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 it's, it's just hard. To, I mean, we got, the, we got the NXT tease, Kyle. We had the fucking graphic at the bottom. We had all this stuff. Yep. The show is over. And the show wrapped up great. We didn't even need the moment. And then they said, hey, we got one more thing for you. Bam. 
Yeah, to watch and, and, Triple H said, watch this. War <laughs> Games was a million bucks. We got Randy back. It's awesome. Cody looked great. Got the decisive pin. Everyone's going home happy. The faces won. It, bang! Like it's just <laughs> it's it's hard to argue that moment. Thanks. Yeah, it, watch yeah. this, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I actually voted differently because I I knew oh. what was going to happen. Okay, um, CM Punk probably is. Um, I just went to a match that I was watching live, and I remember watching it, and I was like, dude, this did not happen. Um, I actually went with Steve Macklin, um, the spot. So PCO was on his back. This dude had whole, remember PCO's no spring chicken anymore. So this dude had cinder blocks on his back and dude, Steve Macklin went up in as hard as he could smash the sledgehammer on his back. The whole cinder blocks just exploded. It was such a cool, but it made you go, Holy shit, dude, what just happened? I mean, I don't know how old PCO is, I, but oh my 50. god. Is he? Yes. And he he's did. taking that spot? Oh, so I, I listen, the, the, I, I think I just went this direction just because I watched the match live. Obviously, he, I think everyone knows where the voting's going on. You, te- you texted me asking me if I was watching, and I was like, no, I'm busy, and you were like, there is a spot meant for you specifically. Dude. And you said, you'll know it when you see it. Dude, That's he winded that bitch back, though. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Oh, my God. He put some emphasis. Steve Macklin rules, by the way. Um, now, I'm a uh, big Steve Macklin guy. Now, uh, my sick mind did like that a lot. But, but um, the, the blood spot with Swerve and Adam Page. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah, absolutely. And then who would have thought Okada would be uh, yeah. showing up in TNA after what happened with him? And then QT Marshall out of nowhere winning the AAA. I didn't even know he was even interested in going to AAA and winning the title there. But um, but we're just going to go quickly to the voting. I think everyone knows where this is going. The winner uh, of the 2023 Holy Shit Moment Year goes to CM Punk returning at WWE Survivor Series. Second place goes to Adam Page. Stapleton had a swerve. And third place actually does go to Steve Macklin uses a sledgehammer. But um, any quick thoughts, Dylan? Nah, I mean it doesn't shock me. It's 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 a moment that no one thought we'd see again. Yeah, it's a tough one to argue. And but, it's uh, a moment nobody's ever gonna forget. Oh yeah. no, no. But uh, ooh, dude, that cinder block spot just oh, still great. Um, all right, so you guys ready to uh, move on? Mm-hmm. All right, so where are we at? We are at the best moment segment of the year. <clears throat> Ari Emanuel announces Triple H <coughs> solely in creative without Vince McMahon. AEW's all-in pay-per-view draws attendance of over 80,000 shattering records. Sami Zayn turns on Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. EC3 ends Tyrus's NWA world title reign at 288 days, forcing him to retire. Impact Wrestling rebrands to TNA. Jay Uso signs with Jimmy, superkicks Roman, furthering the Bloodline story. Adam Copeland debuts in AEW. Uh, Walter uh, becomes the longest reigning IC champion in WWE history. Randy Orton returns at Survivor Series. AEW strikes lightning in a bottle with MJF, Adam Cole storyline, creating better than you, baby. Uh, Christian, where are you going the best uh, moment of the year? Well, for one, I know exactly where Kyle's going. I don't need to hear it. But for me... 
man, when I seen the thing that was spoiled for me in the group chat. Yeah, that's all Dylan's fault. Yeah. When, it's um, my bad. And uh, to the fans, I am referring to Impact with Brandon TNA. Uh, super happy because this this TNA is, I believe, the greatest promotion ever. More than if they were consistent. Black if they were consistent, but dude, there was just so much filler in TNA. But going there, but but uh, anyways, um, to the viewers, I didn't watch. What was it? Um, what was the show that it was on that night? Kyle? It was Bound, Bound for, for Glory. Oh yeah, that's right. You reviewed it. I didn't watch it live. I I told I told both in the group chat. I'm not watching live. Don't spoil anything. I didn't read that. So I think I think later the night after it ended, I watched like half of it. I was like, all right, I watched half. I'm gonna watch the rest tomorrow morning. I wake up. First text message I see is Dylan saying, "Holy shit." Impact reband TNA. I was like, "What?" And then, uh, and then I see Kyle say, "Sorry, Christian, I tried." I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't want that spoiled." So, kind of ruined the moment for me a little bit. But I mean, you would have read it on Twitter if you didn't hear it from me. No, I was I wasn't even gonna touch. I wasn't even liar. I was just gonna look at my text messages and go watch the show. Because I, ha- I had like 10 text messages over the night, which is weird. Popular, popular man. Yeah, a lot more oh, than me. I'll tell you that. A few of them were from my mom, so I, you know. Yeah, it happens. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, Dylan, you know, I still love you more than Yeah, anything. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, TNA. Rebranding. Uh, Dylan, where are you going? Oh, I'm going with arguably the loudest pop I've heard. The entire year, and it's Sami Zayn turning on Roman Reigns. You want to talk about a holy shit moment. Even though I think everyone saw it coming, man, we just wanted to see it. The anticipation before the chair shot, the crowd building, the crowd building, and then when he finally hits him, Paul sold the moment, the Usos sold the moment, uh, Roman sold the moment. Could have easily been holy shit moment of the year, but I'm going for best segment. It's got to be Sami Zayn. That's tough to look. It's tough to go against. That was number two. That was awesome. I mean, I, I, are you guys shocked? I mean, are you guys going to be – you guys aren't going to no. be surprised. Um, Old boss wrestles th- th- This should be everybody's best segment or best moment of the year. goes to Ari Emanuel announcing Triple H solely in creative without Vince. Uh, we'd have Omos on TV. We'd have Brock in the world title picture. Uh, we would have Mia Yim definitely not getting title matches. Um, Triple H being here, I think, is the most important thing that happened. Um, and then think about all the good things that he's done and will do um, in the next year. So if it wasn't for Ari Emanuel doing that, there would be not much excitement in WWE right now. I loved the uh, Sami Zayn thing, but um, I, I think the most, the best and most important thing overall was Triple H getting the creative. But let's get into the voting here. The winner of the best moment has, uh, slash segment of 2023 goes to Sami Zayn, turning on Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble 2023. Um, second place goes to uh, Impact Wrestling rebrands to back to TNA. And third, it goes to AEW's all-in pay-per-view uh, attendance over 80,000. I am shocked. 
uh, the Triple H news did wasn't even. I don't even think it was in the. It wasn't even in the top five. That is shocking to me because I think that was the most important thing by far that happened this year. But um, but Dylan, uh, you were right on that one. Now, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 still a moment that whenever it pops up on my feed, if I'm scrolling through social media or, or on YouTube or whatever, if it pops up as like a short, I have to watch it. It's so, so good. Came off so organic. Loved every moment of it. All right, Christian, any thoughts? Yeah, definitely. <coughs> oh, oh, my God. Definitely. Got COVID, too. Yeah, I got COVID through the phone. Um, yep, my bad. Woo, it's all good. Uh, we're family, so we, we uh, you probably we we probably given it to each other once or twice, anyways. But um, yeah, definitely a moment again that I probably won't ever forget, just because we we all sat through the whole bloodline saga. We sat through the start of it. We're here now in uh, December twenty twenty three on um, December twenty It's still not over either, which is great. There's still more to tell, but this um. This moment was, I think, out of this was the stuff, peak of the story. Yeah, I yep. think all the segments we've got, and all the segments have been great. Don't get me wrong, but this was the best. And um, Dylan, I told Kyle this, and th- this is interesting. This this does revolve around carrying cross with the bloodline. You remember the night carrying cross returned, right? Yep. On that SmackDown, and he put that hourglass on the ring. Mm-hmm. Notice that's when the bloodline stuff started happening. And that's I mean, well, yeah, I mean they've been yeah. they've been saying that in the vignettes, basically. Yeah, I, that, that's what you know. That's carrying across his point right it's now. All, it's all it's all part like, of his yeah. big vision. Yeah. So I mean, I just Dang. think the, the incredible storytelling Triple H has done with this story is just miles ahead of where would have been with Vince. Oh God, it would have been. I say at most a month thing with Vince, and then what ended? And then Sami Zayn was never supposed to be on TV with Vince. Now, well, Vince did put him in it. Triple H just advanced it because when Sami was put in it, (laughs) there was definitely a lot of teases with it. Yeah, but it wouldn't have gotten to this level without. But he was never in the group until Triple H, because remember they did that that. Uh, Usi, that was the Usi segment, which they put yeah. him in the bloodline, and that uh, you know how that went. I mean, everyone loved that segment. Yeah, I mean, Roman looked at Jay and said, "You're not yourself because you're not feeling Usi." Oh, dude, I died. Oh, so oh my god, Sammy Uso. Yeah, dude, Sammy Uso. Ah, dude, what a moment! What a moment! Yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah, just great stuff. Definitely. Definitely a good choice for a winner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of interesting um, moments in that category. But we're going to move on to the Men's Wrestler of the Year. Roman Reigns, MJF, Cody Rhodes, Tatsuya Naito, Will Ospreay, Walter, Alex Kane, Seth Rollins, Kazuchika Okada, Brian Danielson, Ilya Dragunov, Swerve Strickland, Kenny Omega, Alex Shelley, Sami Zayn. Doing who is your men's wrestler of the year? You know, I used this argument for Rhea Ripley, and I feel like I'm going to have to be consistent here. Um, Walter has not had his shoulders pinned to the mat the entire the entire year. Uh, has been the IC champion for now what five hundred and some odd days, 
Yes. Correct me where I'm wrong. It's hard to argue Walter as men wrestler of the year. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, go ahead. First off, it pained me not to give it to him. Honorable mention to Seth Rollins. My number two option for was Walter. My number one, though, is a guy that I've kind of, I kind of just talked about a little bit. It does go to Roman Reigns for me. When you're the head of the biggest story in professional wrestling, you're the biggest fucking deal on the planet. And Roman Reigns definitely is. Say what you want about his reign. I know people have their opinions. I got my opinions. Gilles got his. Kyle's got his. But you cannot tell me he hasn't made this universal title feel like the biggest prize in all of wrestling. Alan? Simply magnificent. His storytelling, it's on a different level right now. And no one's telling me otherwise. His in-ring work is what it is. I think it's gotten better. Uh, I think he's definitely put his name in the top 20 of in-ring workers. But just the storytelling, the way he sells promos, the way he can work a crowd, its it's been on a different level from everybody else this year. I, no matter what, if it's Raw, SmackDown, hell, if he appeared on NXT, I'm watching what Roman Reigns is doing just because everything he does right now is entertaining. I, I've been blown away by how good he's been this year. And I do think Triple H does have something to do with it. But, and Kyle's going to completely disagree, Roman has been great. He's been solid. I think he 100% deserves Men men of the Year, or Men's Wrestler of the Year Award, 100%. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short. Um, I'm actually, for my Men's Wrestler of the Year, I'm going to go Sami Zayn. Um, Zayn has had just an incredible year. You know, think about where we started with the bloodline. He did the stuff that he faced – in his hometown in Montreal, right? They, they, yeah, they were in Montreal. He faced Roman. His, you know, his family was there. That was a really underrated match this year, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, the stuff with Owens at Mania. And, you know, now he did all the stuff with the Judgment Day. And, you know, it just all kinds of stuff. Working with all kinds of people. Um, working with Drew. Working with Rollins. He has felt – it feels like everything he does is important. And um, Sami Zayn, to me, has been the guy this year. So Sami Zayn is my wrestler of the year. But let's see where, um, where everyone else goes. So the winner of the men's wrestler of the year and maybe the most shocking result in We Just Talk Wrestling history – the men's wrestler of the year goes to Alex Shelley from TNA is your men's wrestler of the year. Um, second place is a tie between Osprey and Walter and third place actually does go to Cody Rhodes. Um, I think Roman got two votes, Christian. It was you and one other person that voted <laughs> Roman Reigns. That is actually shocking. Um, Listen, I'm, I'm shocked here, um, but I, I don't mind it. Um, Shelly was incredible this year. Remember, a lot of people didn't think that he could be the guy. Remember, when Motor City Machine Guns going up through TNA, 
it was always Saban who got more of the single shots more so than Shelly. Well, Shelly's been the ultimate company guy this year when Alexander went out. He's actually been the guy that the company's kind of put on his back. Remember, he had the match with all this anniversary. He had the really good match with Alexander. He's had a lot of great matches on a lot of those um, uh, special impact, um, I I guess, TNA specials now. But, um, you know, he he goes all around the indies. I think he had a really good uh, under siege. I think it was he had a really good match with us with Steve Macklin. Um, I don't mind it. I, I don't mind the fans going Alex Shelley here. Definitely one of the most shocking results, like I said, Dylan. But um, mm-hmm. I'm really happy for Alex Shelley. Yeah, I mean, I think it's another guy that, with all the headlines being dominated by, by you can argue, I guess, bigger names. What he's done this year has kind of gone under the radar, but it's been great stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. Christian said, you know, Roman Reigns is box office. Wherever he shows up, everyone cares. Um, Roman Reigns has only wrestled 11 matches this year, though. Yeah. I think I think work rate should play a factor. Although, again, Roman Reigns is box office. You tune in when Roman Reigns yeah. is advertised. Yep. And that speaks volumes, doesn't he? You know, I've, I've defended Roman and his schedule so much because he is a spectacle at this point. <clears throat> But doesn't shock me that they went in a direction like an Alex Shelley, who maybe hasn't gotten the praise that he has deserved. Because you go back and you look at the year that he's had, it's on par, if not better, than everyone on this list. Yeah, and it's just it's yeah. just not being talked about because everyone else is garnering so much so much attention. Roman with his record reign, Walter with his record reign, Osprey just co- five stars. Yeah, I mean, o- yeah, Osprey is wrestling a five star match every night. You know, Cody's the face of the biggest company in the world. Seth has been a fighting champion with his title. Like, it's 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 easy to get lost in the shuffle. But Shelley's had an amazing year, and I'm happy that it got recognized. All right, Crunchy, go ahead. Yeah, I do like what Dylan said about the whole work rate aspect of it. Um, even though my vote was Roman Reigns, which I, I stand by it. You know, He's box office. Yeah, I, I, I stand by all my votes here. So. Shelly, he's been a workhorse for TNA. Um, whether it's been tag team wrestling or obviously singles wrestling. I do think the biggest moment, though, for Shelly this year wasn't just winning the world title, but when he got the okay to beat Alexander. That, that was, yeah. Match. That could have also been holy shit moment of the year. Yes, because myself and a lot of people included thought, well, he was just a placeholder for Alexander to come back win the title, which I wouldn't have been too upset about because no. Alexander, he runs that he runs that fucking company, like it or not. But they showed the trust they had in Shelly because he's been in TNA slash impact for oh god, like a long time. Eighteen years now, I think. Something Eight, like that. Yeah, he's been there a really long time and He's always worked his ass off. I mean, he's done everything the company asked. He doesn't ask questions. He just goes out there, does whatever. You could probably put him in a dress and make him dance in the ring. He'd probably do it. He's that type of worker. And, you know, yeah, Walter, he's great to watch. Seth Rollins, my favorite wrestler in the entire world. Great to watch. Roman, who I've grown, who's grown on me massively. Great to watch. And, um, you know, Osprey, walking five-star and well, Cody Rhodes is Cody Rhodes. He's going to be great, whatever he does. So, yeah, it is really easy to lose him in the shuffle, but 
this is a hard one to argue. It really yeah. is. It's, 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 I am very surprised, though. I am very oh, surprised. I am, too, but he's a really consistent worker that delivers a lot of his matches. Yep. No, yeah. I mean, you also t- think about a guy like Ilya Dragunov, who has yeah. maybe carried a lot of NXT. Look at a guy like Tetsuya Naito, who won the G1, doing a lot of great stuff. So, so Shelly becoming, you know, the guy, that's really interesting. I think he joins Moxley and Dylan. Who won the first one? Was it Omega? I think Omega won the first yeah, one. I, I, think so. it, I think it's Omega, Moxley, <clears throat> and Alex Shelley have been the winners at Wrestler of the Year. Awesome. But we're going to move on because this is a loaded category. And since um, Christian doesn't, can't have the uh, results in front of him, I'm going to basically say them all. So, Trish Stratus against, uh, sorry, the most underrated performance of 2023. Trish Stratus against Becky Lynch, steel cage match, uh, WWE Payback, Willow Nightingale against Athena, ROH Death Before Dishonor, uh, Walter and Men's Royal Rumble, Grayson Waller against Johnny Gargano, unsanctioned match, NXT Stand the Lever, Kevin Owens teaming with Sami Zayn against Judgment Day, Steel City Street Fight at Payback. Banger of a match, by the way. Jonathan Gresham against Alex Shelley. Um, Impact World title, Kenta versus Chris Sabin, X Division title bound for glory, Daniel Garcia, um, and Fatal Four Way for the international title at Forbidden Door, uh, Kaito against Sonata, the G1, Kyle Fletcher against Kenny Omega, AEW Dynamite, Tegan Knox against Becky Lech, Hanks, Team Title, Monday Night Raw, Damian Priest against A Bad Bunny, San Juan Street Fight, Shinsuke Nakamura against Great Muda at uh, Noah, the New Year, Kylan King, Card Shot, Gauntlet, Bound for Glory, and Mayu Iwatani against Mercedes Momay. Monet and the IWGP Women's Title uh, Stardom All-Star Grand Queendom. Um, a lot to say there. Um, uh, Dylan, uh, what is your underrated performance this year? Yeah, go ahead and take a drink of water. You've earned oh that one, God. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> this Ooh. is a performance that seems to be swept under the rug again due to other headlines. Um, we all know about Cody needing to finish the story. <laughs> But how do we forget that Walter broke the Royal Rumble record and had the tied for the most eliminations in the Rumble? So it's not like he was just there. Yeah. One hour, 11 minutes, him and Cody each eliminate five people. They're down to the final two. And, I mean, there were moments where it's like, is WWE going to pull the trigger on Walter? Obviously, they go Cody Rhodes, the big moment there. Easily predictable. But I... Did not think we'd have a record-breaking performance from Walter. And no one's fucking talking about it. No one has talked about it all year except maybe us on this show. It seems like no one has remembered what he did in the Royal Rumble. I'm hey, going I Walter. I, I did put it on you. But, yeah. uh, but uh, all right, uh, Christian, go ahead. Uh, I'm keep it short and sweet. I'm right there with Dylan. I mean, like Dylan said, Cody wins, so obviously that's going to get the headline. Walter... I mean, we stayed on this show a million times a show. He's just incredible. He, he's that guy, you know? And, yeah, uh, he's the guy. He's, 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 out. he's the guy, yep. He's going to be holding a world title here pretty soon, I feel like. No, 100%. Um, it was between uh, Walter and then my actual vote. So Walter came in second. My vote actually went for Jonathan Gresham against Alex Shelley. Um, Jonathan Gresham is a guy who is a hoss. He is a low center of gravity. He's not the tallest guy, um, but dude, this dude is a physical specimen. Really good in the ring. A lot of people don't talk about Jonathan Gresham because him being in TNA, um, I believe he's 
under contract there, if I'm not mistaken. But um, but Jonathan Gresham in this match, I will get the date for anyone that wants to watch it. This was one of Shelley's best matches. Like you could throw it, you you could even argue when he won the title, like it was better. Um, so Gresham, Gresham is my vote. So let's see, uh, see where the fans went. The winner of the most underrated performance of 2023 goes to Jonathan Gresham against Alex Shelley for the Impact World title. Second place is a tie between Walter and Mendro Rumble and Trish Stratus against Becky Lynch in Steel Cage match. And then in third place, we had Daniel Garcia in the Fatal 4-Way. Dylan shocked by the results there with, uh, with Jonathan Gresham. Not super shocked by any means. I mean, there's, I mean, we had 15 nominees here, yeah. and you can argue that eight or nine of them easily could have won. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked by any means. I mean, that was that was a hell of a match, and um, would like to see it run back maybe one day. Yep. Yep. Uh, Christian, not. No, not really shocked. Uh, I watched that match actually, and uh, Jonathan Gresham does not miss a workout. I will say nope. that. Oh my god, dude, that guy yeah. is freaking checked. Uh, <laughs> and he's only like five seven. <laughs> dude, it's insane. It, it's he's just he's an animal. So hey, hey, great technician though. He's yeah. he's great. He's so underrated. Yeah. Um, but that congratulations to Jonathan Gresham. But this is why everyone's here. Um, this is this is the big one. <clears throat> Um, this is the one that Dylan and I especially have been most excited for since we started this. And now, you know, Christian gets to uh, be here with us. Um, the 2023 match of the year. So let's go. I'm going to get to uh, the nominees. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Night one, WrestleMania 39. Omega Osprey, Wrestle Kingdom 17. Usos, Owen Zane, night one, WrestleMania 39. Danielson, MJF, AEW Revolution. Omega Osprey, Forbidden Door. Dragonoff, Carmelo Hayes, No Mercy. Kenny Omega, Elijo Del Vikingo, Dynamite, March 22nd. Jay White, Juice Robinson versus FTR, AEW Collision, July 15th. Walter, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, WrestleMania Night 1. Speedball, Mike Bailey, Osprey, Bound for Glory. Adam Page, Swerve Strickland, Texas Deathmatch, Full Gear. Bronson Reed, Montez Ford, Johnny Gargano, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, Austin Theory. Men's <clears throat> Elimination Chamber, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky, WWE Backlash, Tonda Kano, Julia. Uh, versus Julia Stardom All-Star Grand Queendom. Chad Gable versus Walter Icy title Monday Night Raw September 4th. Loaded, loaded category. Uh, Dylan, what is your 2023 match of the year? This was the hardest one to vote <clears throat> of all the awards that were given out tonight. And I'm looking at a couple. I feel like they're easy picks. But my gut is telling me to go in a bit of a different direction. And I have said it all year that this is my favorite match. And I think it might be a little bit of a shock to you guys, considering what else is on this list. But I'm going to stick with my gut. I have to go Charlotte and Rhea from WrestleMania. Was not super thrilled going into the match. No. No. And no. it is something that I I've it's the match that I've replayed the most from 2023. It's an absolute masterpiece of a match. It has the big fight feel. It has the intensity. It has the physicality. And you create a new star in the process. 
I think it's it's an absolute home run. I gave it five stars when we reviewed WrestleMania, and every time I go to rewatch it, to think that maybe I'm crazy, maybe there is something here that that. Dude, I can't find any flaws. I've yet to find any flaws. Please tell me if there are any. But I've said it all year. I'm sticking with it. It's Rhea Charlotte from WrestleMania. All right, Christian, go ahead. There's every option's great here, man. And here's the thing. I will so quickly before we move on. So Gable Walter is probably the outlier here, and that match was sensational. And that's Mm -hmm. probably the worst one on this list. And it was a absolute banger. That was the Monday Night Raw one. Yes, that yeah. was the uh, second one. Or what, what was that? It was the uh, last yes. one, right? Yes, it was oh. the last one. Yeah. Oh my third. god, that was a banger. Oh god. But um, all right, Christian, where are we going? So before I announce mine, I do want to talk about a couple matches. The Swerve Strickland and a Page match was great. If you're a deathmatch lover like myself. That was a match for you if you're a deathmatch lover. It was definitely my type of match. From a pure pro wrestling standpoint, I don't know if it fits like all these other matches. Because all these other matches are pure pro wrestling. It, it, it's not Osprey Omega at Wrestle Kingdom or Forbidden Door. No, but it gets a high honorable mention for me just because I am a deathmatch guy. And it's been my favorite deathmatch, hands down, of the year. No doubt. That blood spot, oh my god. It is so easy to go Omega and Osprey, and they're on this list twice. But I'm going for a match that we all knew 10 stars going into when we start talking about it. I'm going with Speedball and Will Osprey. Talk about a perfect clash of styles. You got Will Ospreay, who's already walking five star. And you got Speedball, who is on the come up of being possibly a top three wrestler in the world. This this did nothing but hit a home run for me. This hit a grand slam for me. It was everything I expected it to be and a lot more. It got the perfect amount of time. I mean, I knew it was going to be five stars, but it even exceeded my expectations. It is hands down TNA's match of the year. There is no other TNA match that's holding a candle to this. No, and it was the first five star match in a long time. So, yeah. yep. And personally, uh, I don't. I think this is one of the best matches in the last five years. Oh, <laughs> easily, easily. <laughs> it's definitely on par in the last two. So yeah. well, I, I'd have to go back and really pay, you know, watch because you didn't see the NXT stuff in 2019, which we'll get to. Right. So maybe that'll change your mind. But um, and Dylan knows exactly what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. um, the, so my match of the year, I don't know how it's possible that this match is going under the radar. I, I, I've looked at it. I, so since I created this whole thing, I, I look at a lot of other people's just to see like, you know, who they have. I, obviously, when I'm done with mine, just see how, like, if my match is up. I don't know how people are underrating Owens and Zayn versus the Usos night one at WrestleMania. You want to talk about a masterpiece of a story being told. A perfect match. You had, you, obviously, you had the buildup going in. You had the whole Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens stuff. 
the Usos doing everything possible for Roman. Um, You had, this was the first tag team WrestleMania main event, right? Mm -hmm. So you had so much history here. The ending was, oh my, you know, with the Luva kick and all that is, it was awesome. Like, I don't know how this match is not getting talked about. Um, My second actually does go to Speedball and Osprey. I think that was the second best match of the year. But uh, with the story that was told, I'm going to go Owens and Zayn versus the Usos. Um, But, I mean, you could have went anywhere on this list. I loved. I know this is a match you guys probably didn't see. Nakano versus Julia, one of the best matches. I think it's very, very close to Charlotte Rhea. Like, it was that good. So, obviously, it's just the start of match. Um, that a lot of you know a lot of people don't have access to, but Nakano and Julia tore the house down, and that was you know that was pre Nakano injury. That was well, that's when she was probably the wrestler wrestler of the year, regardless of of gender. Like it was her, dude. It was it was her half of the year for sure. But let's get into the results. <clears throat> so the winner of the two thousand twenty three match of the year goes to. Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey at Bound for Glory is your 2023 match of the year by one vote. Beating out Walter McIntyre and Sheamus at WrestleMania Night 1. And we had a two-way tie between Omega Ospreay Forbidden Door and Owen Zane. Um, versus the Usos at WrestleMania Night One. Um, so this was your match, Christian. This was uh, and people, yeah. I mean, this so this had around a hundred votes. Um, the whole category, and this was, and it only got fifteen votes, and it won. That's how close like this whole category was. So, uh, what what do you think of uh, Osprey Speedball winning match of the year? Kind of shocking. Who are you talking to? <laughs> this was your match of the year. Oh, oh, dude, this is this is the We Just Talk Wrestling moment of the year right now. <laughs> uh, we had one of those last week, didn't we? Yeah, it was you again. <laughs> we were just sitting here waiting on you. What do you mean? Dylan didn't vote for this. Well, yeah, this was this was your pick. It won. Well, you no, no, he just no, he just said, "What did you think of it?" No context given. Like it could have been you, could have been. I, me. Well, I said this was your match of the year. Oh, just give us your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, copy and paste everything I said. Um, Speedball is a guy that ever since I started watching Impact again a couple years ago, I've always had my eye on him just because. I see it. He's got a really physical style, but he can also go in the aerial. And Will Ospreay, I mean, what can't Will Ospreay do? Nothing. Exactly. You put these two in a ring, and you're going to get five stars, but this got ten stars, and this is 100% deserved. And uh, I think I've watched this match about 25 times plus. I am going to be sure. honest. I am shocked that this one Ooh. now I, I i i'm not saying that shouldn't been because it was actually my second vote i think it was ex- i do i want to say it was better than the forbidden door match i think it's really 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 close um the Russell kingdom if you haven't watched that was an absolute banger but oh yeah i i 
personally thought that the Forbidden Door match was going to win. But um, Speedball, I'm kind of shocked here, Dylan. What, do you have the same sentiment there that you're kind of uh, shocked this one? I think well-deserved, though. I don't think I'm necessarily shocked. Um, I mean, you have 15 powerhouses right here. I yeah. don't think there's a bad vote in the list at all. But if you want to talk about greatness, how about, how about Will Ospreay being nominated for three different matches that he had yeah. this year, two of which were with the same guy? Yeah. I mean, if that doesn't speak volumes of how great he is, um, I don't know what else does. And how great um, Kenny is. Yeah, yeah. And Kenny can is still doing it at a high level. Um, I do, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the list, and I'm like – I'm not mad at the result by any no. means. It's an absolute banger. But I'm also looking at 15 bangers here, and I'm like, I mean, it's like it's like picking straws at that point. It all comes down to personal preference. Yep. It all comes down to personal preference. Um, and it's, it's, it's a hell of a pro wrestling match. A hell of a match for sure. Dylan, what was your second? Like, what would have been your second vote? Um, Omega and Osprey from Forbidden Door. Was, I, I enjoyed that match more than the Wrestle Kingdom match, if I want to be honest. See, I think I would be flipped a little bit. But it's also, I think I prefer, you know, the whole, yeah. uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom crowd more so than the butt. Just kind of my style. But uh, Christian, yeah, what was your second? Sure. Little hot take. My second match of the year off this list is Swerve and Paige. That's yeah, not a but... hot take coming from you. Uh-huh. And then second for me was Speedball. And if I had the big third, that Elimination Chamber was an absolute banger. That so was- it was definitely one of the best in a very long time. And obviously you had the Gargano spot, which is really good. But um, all right, boys, we have been going a, a minute here. Um, obviously, we're not going to take too much more of your time. Wait. Okay, more- go ahead. I got one more category for you guys. Oh, shit. What is the promotion of the year? It's WWE. Not even close. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, close. it was the it was the hottest promotion. They got the most buzz. They got the CM Punk moment. There's no discussion. It's WWE. Absolutely. I mean, there's just. I, I almost put that in there. Every even AEW fans should put WWE. I mean, I'm sorry. It was it's <laughs> WWE. It, it was it was their year. Even with the Vince stuff, it was their year. So, yeah. and in 2024, it's going to be their year too. So, it, oh. it's just it shows volumes to see what uh, Triple H is doing. But um, quickly starting with you, Christian, what do you think of the nominees? Um, I probably spent 15 to 20 hours assembling all of this together. Um, definitely not a short thing to do. But what what do you think of uh, the everything that transpired? Well, first and foremost, shout out to you, Kyle, putting all this together. Great job. Um, all the nominees in a lot of these categories were really for there were there were a lot of categories you could have voted four or five different options. And that that's what voting shows should be. You know, I, I see I see some podcasts doing similar stuff to this. And like for match of the year, they put one really great match and a bunch of matches that are like I mean, it was where it's like, I mean, it was a good match, but I don't think it's a match of your quality. Yeah. So, I mean, this was just really balanced. And um, shout out to the fans who voted and uh, very happy. I got to do this for my first time. And it's been one hell of a year with you guys. Looking forward to next year and the year after that. Hopefully uh, we're not canceled by then because of me. 
Yeah, well, we'll you know we'll keep going. If they do anything to Triple H, we'll really be canceled. But Dylan, what do you think about um? What do you think about the list here and everything that transpired? Yeah, I mean everything. Everything. I mean, you covered as many bases as you could, and uh, you do that every year. It's third year in a row. I have not been disappointed. Um, by by the list of nominees. Um, and this is by far my my favorite episode of the year. I love reminiscing over what the year of wrestling has been, and I cannot wait for 2024. 2024 is going to be a great year. Um, I did get a request from someone who listens to the show to end with your biggest hot take. Um, starting with you, Christian. This could have been from 2023. It can be for something going into 2024, 2025. What is your current hottest take in wrestling? And we're going to end off with that. And current hottest take in wrestling. Wow. Damn. That hit me like a truck, dude. I should have gotten some warning about this. Yeah, I mean, just ball to the wall. What is your... um... I'm sticking with the one hot take I made last year. Okay. When Randy Orton got hurt, or before he got hurt, he was scheduled to face Roman at that year's SummerSlam. It was never supposed to be Brock, actually. Brock was the replacement. Right. I stand by the sentiment I made where I said Randy was going to beat Roman for the title. I 100% stand by that. That's a spicy one. The, the, the bloodline hadn't that story hadn't fully taken off yet. And SummerSlam, we got the first kind of taste of Triple H creative. Mm-hmm. I would have thought if the story was done properly, Triple H would have pulled the trigger, uh, honestly, to ju- just to create waves and to show like, hey, I'm here. This is my shit now. Yeah. And because Riddle was really hot, or, or Randy was really hot with the Riddle stuff. And they're feuding with the Usos. He was right there with the bloodline the whole way. I truly believe the story was designed for Orton to beat Roman. I truly believe that. That is a that is a spicy one, Dylan. What what's your spicy one? They gave us a good one, like a really spicy one. Yeah. So I mean, we all know where this story with Rollins and Punk is going to go, but I do not believe CM Punk should be the one to beat Seth Rollins. It should one hundred percent be Walter. Mm. And what is that? I mean, just I mean, he's got world champion written all over him. He's 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 by far the strongest book men's wrestler I think in WWE. I think even okay. better than Cody at times. Um, and obviously Walter is not going to go face Roman. That spot is being reserved for one Cody Rhodes. Yep. Um, and Walter is primed for a world title run. I think if Punk doesn't re-sign with WWE, Walter wins the Rumble and beats Rollins at Mania. And potentially as a double champion, haven't quite figured out the IC title stuff in my head yet, but Walter should be the one to beat Rollins. It's not going to be, and I'm not saying I'm necessarily mad at this whole Punk and Rollins story that's going to happen because it's going to be a million bucks, but Walter should be the one to beat Rollins. Interesting. Okay. So uh, we're going to get in the mind really quick. Um, and then I'm going to be, I have to be brutally honest at the end of the show, um, but we're going to get to mine first. I'm just going to end really quickly. Um, this is a story that, um, that I know people are going to want to see. I know a lot of people haven't seen it. 
And um, when it does happen on this stage, it's going to be legendary. So at WrestleMania 41, in the main event of night two, it's going to be Blackheart, Rebelheart at the Royal Rumble in 2025. Five. They're going to have the turn. They're going to do the DIY turn. They're going to do the Ciampa on Gargano turn. And they're going to pull it all the way to night two over Cody, over Roman, over Punk. They're going to have that as a night two main event at WrestleMania. The biggest match of either of their careers, Ciampa Gargano, night two main event. Book it. That is my hot take of the year. But, so wait, um, wait, your hot take for 2024 is what's going to happen in 2025? I didn't say of 20. I just meant your hot take now. All right. I mean, valid. <laughs> but, but yeah, so 2025. So I guess that would be Mania 42 then. No, it'd be 41. 40. We're, going in, we're going into 40. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh God, too. My years are maxed up. But it's late. But yeah. That's true. So, yeah. So 41. Yep. Book it. Oh. Gargano and Champa, night two Mania. But, there, um, there's uh, no bias in that at all, is there? No, there's no, not. No, not at all. And also, mega thanks to Triple H. You're the man. Um, also, <laughs> very, very late. And I hate to keep you guys uh, going because I know Dylan's uh, in pain right now. <laughs> we had some breaking news from Meltzer. We're not going to uh, reply to this right now. Um, he has reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Julia is expected to sign with WWE when her contract is up in March of 224. So Ooh. as of right now, Julia will be heading to Orlando to WWE in 2024. Huge news, which we'll gets to next week. Um, I'm going to be honest. I spent so much time on this, um, on this episode. I don't know what we're doing next week yet. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you, but I will get the, uh, we'll get everything ready. And um, we're going to have NXT in two weeks. We're going to have something awesome to kick us off next year and um, stay on the tune for that. I just don't know. I'm so tired, but uh, we will catch everyone next week. We appreciate everyone tuning in for this very long episode, all the support all year. Everyone who's helped me with all the brackets and everything, big contributor to the show. Um, so let's keep it rolling. Um, we got a lot of great things coming. Um, so let, yeah, let's, let, let's keep the, uh, the steam going into 224. But uh, appreciate you guys. And uh, we will catch everyone next week with a banger episode, I promise. Yes, sir. Yep. Happy New Year, everybody.